The sun has begun to set over the western hills. The city of Fallbrook has plunged into darkness as the shadow of its castle draws over it. Three figures overlook the city and see house lamps light and shine through the windows like a reflection of the starry sky above. Troops in the crimson and gold armor of the Republic appear from the wood and march through the main gates, torches in hand. They pull along a large windowless wagon that shudders and lurches from the erratic movements of a captive monster within. Behind the wagon follows a procession of wounded soldiers limping along who in turn are followed by carts carrying the dead. The troop of soldiers enter the castle's courtyard, where they are received by laborers who carry the wagon inside and priests who provide the final rites for the fallen. The three figures look on from the balcony above. One of the figures, a well-groomed half-elf man dressed in tweed, peers into the woods, excitement in his eyes. Another figure is a slender high-elf who towers above the others and observes the casualties in grim silence. The third figure is a human woman of small stature and bespectacled, sunken face. Her cold eyes are locked on the crate as it's carried inside. She grips her eagle head cane harder, her bony knuckles turning white, and a grin creeps out from the sides of her mouth. She whirls and disappears back into the castle and the others follow suit, for there is much work to be done. In the hallowed dormitory halls of Balthazar's Academy of Natural Order and Histories, we find a halfling, her dark brown hair done up in a bun with two looping strands around each ear. Her face is screwed up in an expression of intense concentration as she packs her bags. She grabs a lockpick set, notebook, a change of clothes, a second nightgown. You never know what you might need when you're leaving home. Marigold is leaving the comforts of the Folk and States for the first time and maybe for good. We see her now, standing at the bow of a ship bound for the colonies, her goldenrod scarf blowing in the salty air. She reaches under her sweater and takes hold of her prized possession, a necklace with a single fragment of pink crystal. And, as she looks out across the water and catches the first glimpse of Remfray on the horizon, she thinks that this is, perhaps, a sort of homecoming after all. After months of planning and prep, you've arrived at Fallbrook Castle. Your heartstrings thrum with excitement, or maybe trepidation at the adventure you know lays ahead of you, for you will enter the mysterious and dangerous wilds of Remfray with the possibility of never returning to your family, your career, or your home. You stand under the archway entrance of the courtyard. Before you is Fallbrook Castle. The castle's made of grey stone walls and bronze tile roofing, consisting of a central, steepled great hall with two smaller wings on either side each holding a spire. Diplomats and bureaucrats jog across the grounds on their way to their appointments. Servants tend to the botanical gardens that orbit the castle, and guards in scale armor rove the walls and paths along their routes. You look at the acceptance letter in your hand, asking you to arrive at noon, and, Marigold, you are early. What do you do? Marigold, I think she's lingering near the front gate. Um, is it is it like a set of big doors? What's the threshold of this place look like? So you're standing in the entryway. Um, there's like a large like lattice metal gate that's been raised up. 
the entrance to the Great Hall are two great wooden doors. Before them, you see five figures. On either side of the door stands honor guards in crimson and gold plate armor. And before the great doors themselves, you see three figures. What seems like a ragtag team of mercenaries. A large orc, a small dwarf, and a built human woman in plate armor. A marigold, she eyes all these people. I think she's sort of... Uh, she's sort of sizing them up because it's sort of like an entry exam. I know that only one group of three is going to be accepted onto the expedition party. Correct. And this is the competition. Uh, Marigold's going to do a perception check on them to see what they have on them. Kind of what's their deal. <laughs> That's a twelve. Yeah, um, are you making your way to them as you're sizing them up? She's watching from a distance. She's going to stay on the other side of the courtyard. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, looking at them from the distance, uh, you can tell that two of the figures, the orc and the dwarf, seem to be just kind of talking to each other, kind of lackadaisically. They don't seem to be too worried about what's going on. The, the dwarf is in these green traveler's clothes, and there's a violin strapped to his back. The orc is in brown linen, and you can't quite hear what they're saying. The woman in the middle is just standing back towards you and staring just straight ahead at the doors, hand on the pommel of her broadsword latched to her waist. Marigold, she ordinarily would think, you know, I'm maybe I'm out of my depth. Clearly, this is a person who's built for battle, this large woman. And this dwarf, he has a violin, he's probably a bard, he probably can do magic, which, you know, I can't. But Marigold still, she's gonna, like, clench her fist and be like, you know what? I think I'm gonna take my shot when the trials begin. Like, she's kind of hyping herself up, like, you know what? I'm gonna have a great team, and this is going to go my way. And I think she's uh, she's peering out, looking for other uh, people approaching Fallbrook. You're heading towards the doors, towards your competition? Yes. Cool. Um, yeah, as you approach, you can start to hear, uh, you can start to hear the dwarf and the orc talking. The dwarf seems to be giving the orc, uh, a common lesson, uh, the, the language common, the most often used language in the Western realm, the original, uh, place of inhabitants of all of you, <laughs> um, you hear the dwarf giving kind of a, a what sounds like a enunciation lesson as he says, All right, now, uh, uh, repeat after me. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. And you can hear the orc moving. You can see the orc moving his lips uh, with the sounds trying to get them correctly. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Uh, and he stops when he sees you approaching. Uh, he stares at you, not giving away any emotions. The dwarf catches on to what the orc is looking at and sees you, and he beams at you with a big smile. Um, <clears throat> as you approach closer, he says, Ah, oh, hello! Are you here for the the expedition? Uh, she adjusts her large goldenrod uh, scarf, which she usually keeps kind of pulled up over her face. She takes it down just a little bit, so you can see, like, the birthmark freckle underneath her left eye. And she kind of says, Yes! <clears throat> Yes, I am. Without moving, the older middle-aged warrior woman 
uh, glances down at you, and a confident smirk grows on her face. Grendel, Grendel, don't, Grendel, don't fraternize with the competition now. <laughs> we don't want to be giving anything away. <laughs> yes, of course, of course, of course, Cassius. And Grendel whirls back to the orc, and they continue their lesson. One of the honor guards, uh, a woman, the honor guards are both carrying halberds. The woman looks at you and nods her head at you. Are you one of the uh, candidates? Do you have your acceptance letter? Yeah, Marigold, she feels, she definitely feels a little snubbed by uh, the human woman. But so she's going to kind of turn on her heel and face the soldier, um, face the honor guard, rather, and nod. And make a big show of unfurling her letter and giving it to them. Like, crackling <laughs> the paper so that the other party can hear. The honor guard doesn't take it away, but she does uh, scour the letter. She turns and says, All right, serious? I guess we have, uh, what's that, uh, five more people coming their way now? The other honor guard, supposedly Cirrus, grunts. Well, now just, uh, wait for your party. Uh, these three showed up together, but I imagine the rest of you are going to be, uh, coming in one by one. And, uh, oh, there's, uh, there's one right now. And if you turn behind you, you'll see a very petite wood elf in brown, lightweight jacket and trousers running her way up to the door. She has a big grin on her face as she approaches. She comes to the door out of breath. She says, I'm here. I'm here for the expedition. I'm not, I'm not late, am I? No, no, you're not. You're not late. No, not to worry. Oh my goodness, you didn't run all this way, did you? <laughs> I run everywhere. <laughs> oh god, I'm kidding with her so hard. <laughs> uh, Lucy looks up. No, the, the belfries haven't run yet. Still not noon. I guess we're just waiting here for the rest of the party. The wood elf woman kind of stoops over a little bit as she tries to catch her breath. She holds out a sweaty hand to you, Marigold, and, sa and she says, Hi, I I'm Leah. Marigold kind of looks the hand and then to Leah, like pauses a little too long and then, oh, uh, yes. And she takes it with both hands and says, um, I, I'm Marigold. Nice to meet you, uh, Leah. It's nice to meet you too. Uh, are you, are you part of my team? Are you part of Team Marmot? Te uh, team Marmot? Uh. Marigold, you'll remember that on your, uh, on your candidacy acceptance letter, I, uh, there was a unique moniker given to you saying that you and are denoting that you were a part of a, a trio group uh, determined as Team Hair. T -t team Marmot? No, I'm, uh, I'm Team Hair, Leah. Oh, <laughs> I guess we're going to uh, duke it out or something. I don't really know, <laughs> I don't really know what uh, the, what the uh, trials are all about, but uh, <laughs> if you try to get me, I'll run away. <laughs> Marigold, she, like, in spite of herself, smiles. Like, she knows that this is going to be a rival, but it's like, I think she's just getting warmth from Leah. Like, this is, this is a friendly sort of rivalry that they're going to have. You hear Cassius scoff God. after that. Meaning. Um, <laughs> um, as some time passes, uh, two more people arrive. First, a dwarf in ash gray uh, vestments. He, he wears a necklace that uh, denotes an open eye and above that a candle. Marigold, in your time at Balthazar's Academy in Mountain Dwarf, 
country. You probably recognize this as being the symbol of the god of Denir, the god of wisdom in writing, most worshipped by mountain dwarves. After him comes a human with short, thick, curly hair and a large bow strapped to his back. He wears burgundy leather armor. Soon after his arrival, the belfry strikes. Leah, the archer, and the priest have conjoined, showing each other their letters and denoting that they are all three part of Team Marmot. Marigold, your team has not arrived yet. <laughs> oh my god, you both are <laughs> what else, baby? <laughs> oh no! Lucia looks up at the belfries, uh, where the bells are clanging their twelve strikes, and after they subside, Lucia sighs and says, uh, "Cyrus, uh, you want to take in the other teams? I uh, wait here for uh, the rest of Team Hair." And she gives you a s- small smile, Marigold. Marigold looks down. She's just, like, looking at her feet. <laughs> oh. Cyrus sighs and says, Yeah. <laughs> and he opens up the great doors where you can get a glimpse of the great hall stretching far down. The teams follow them. The warrior woman, uh, before she leaves, he looks down at you again, uh, Marigold, and says, Well, see you inside. <laughs> and the door closes behind them. You know, when you're at your house and you're expecting company and you keep checking the window and you keep checking the driveway over and over again, she just like <laughs> looks out at the path, looks down, looks left and right, like maybe I missed them. And she looks up at the path again. <laughs> She's like walks out a little farther and then walks back to her first position. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh gosh, team hair. Oh, don't let me down. Should have been team tortoise. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> A somewhat bewildered young wood elf is passed between family members for one last hug. Almost everyone is taller than him, but he has the same curly dark hair and sleepy eyes as the rest. His father pats him on the shoulder and beams with pride before making a rambling speech about adventure and family legacy, which his mother cuts off with a few sensible words of advice. After one more round of goodbyes, he's off down the path that leads from his home into the woods, and from there to the first real step of his journey. He's been to town before, but only the small town close to home. Never anywhere busy, and definitely not as busy as the port town he's about to embark from. His bold green travel clothes stick out more than ever, but he's too excited to care. He's about to cross the ocean. He looks out over the deck every day trying to catch a glimpse of the new shore, and when he finally sees the wild coast as the fog clears, it feels big. Even the castle towering ahead looks small compared to the distant trees that stretch into unknown, endless forest. Teremy, (laughs) what does Marigold see when you arrive? As I'm crossing into view, you can see that Terry's like, huffing and puffing a little bit. Like, he didn't mean to be this late. He thought if he left when he did, he would get there when he was supposed to. But he's kind of a dawdler, so it didn't quite happen. So he, like, makes it to, like, the end of the path leading up and, like, (laughs) he, like, stops and takes a breath and then straightens up and adjusts his backpack and adjusts his 
like, cloak a little bit and, like, pretends like he wasn't rushing to get here for the past five minutes and starts just striding down <laughs> towards the door. Oh my god. Mergle pricks up, like, oh god, finally! <laughs> I think when I get close enough, I, I put my hands on my hips and look around, and I look down at Marigold and go, hello! Um, hi, you wouldn't, um, you wouldn't happen to be a member of Team Hair, would you? I would, as a matter of fact. Oh, Are you? Wonderful, yes. Um, <clears throat> my name is Marigold. Teremy Poulter. Nice to meet you. Teremy Poulter. Is your crest visible? Uh, probably not. It's not on my clothes. Don't wear it with pride. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, the green, the green <laughs> is the key here. Because no other elves wear no green. No other elves wear green. It's not this, not this green, not this. <laughs> it's the Poulter green. You've heard of, like, Kelly green? This is Poulter <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you're right. <laughs> you hear Lucia say, oh, I guess, uh, well, that looks... Neither like a diplomat or a bureaucrat. I think this is your other person. <laughs> a wood elf woman just under six feet tall is seen exiting a mushroom-shaped door. She wears a large, ill-fitting green jacket, a plain shirt, shorts, tall boots that reach up to her calves, large purple goggles that have white spots on it, and green lenses, a hat that looks like some sort of mushroom, and has a large terrarium strapped to her back. With long, unkempt black hair reaching the bottom of her chest and tiny little mushrooms going out of her ears, she makes her way to the Bailiff Harbor to catch a boat to Fallbrook. On her way to the docks, she realizes she forgot a backpack at home, but knows she doesn't have enough time to turn around to grab it, so she just leaves it behind. On the ship, she watches the coastline as she eats mushrooms, occasionally offering some to people, the most aware of her intentions in decline. When she arrives in Fallbrook, she immediately scours the outskirts of the city for mushrooms. It was difficult to tear herself away from the search, but she left with just enough time to make it to the trials. She quickly makes her way to the place where the trials are held, all while staring at the ground looking for mushrooms, occasionally finding some, causing her to be late by a few minutes. God. Sludge. Oh my god. <laughs> what do you tear me and Marigold see as you approach? Can you describe the place to me one more time? So you've just entered through the uh, castle walls, and before you is Castle Fallbrook, mainly comprised of just a massive, massive, almost cathedral-looking Great Hall with two smaller wings that shoot off of it on either side. The entrance to the Great Hall is these two massive dark wood oak doors. There's one honor guard standing to one side of the door, and in front of the door itself, you see a halfling in, like, a huge purple sweater. Right, Mars? Yeah. An oversized purple sweater <laughs> and a goldenrod yellow scarf. And you see a wood elf with dark curly hair and emerald green traveler's clothes. I think as Sludge is, um, as they're walking up, she's probably just, like, throwing a mushroom up in the air and just, like, catching it, at, at, like, just for fun. As she's getting closer, she just, like, tries to catch it in her mouth, but she throws it a little too far forward, so she has, she's just, like, looking up and just, like, wobbling around trying to catch it, hits her in the face, falls on the ground, she just picks it up and eats it anyway. 
and then just makes her way over to um the other two because there's the only ones there. Marigold looks at Jeremy and looks at Sludge and looks at the guards, and she just kind of nods like, "Yep, that seems right. That seems about right." <laughs> Team hair. <laughs> <laughs> United for the first time. <laughs> hi, hi, are you um are you the third member of Team Hair for the expedition trials? Um Team Hair Hold on. Um she reaches into her like jacket just like and pulls out a um pulls out a letter that's like tucked away into her like the straps that hold up her Terrarium <laughs> opens it up seemingly for the first time and <laughs> and reads it real quickly like yeah it sounds about right <laughs> oh good good I'm glad I'm so uh, hi <laughs> hey what's your name hi. my name is Marigold what's yours oh um Sludge my name's Sludge uh, <laughs> your name is Sludge. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's not your name, <laughs> Sludge. Yeah, my name's Sludge since the day I was born. What? <laughs> oh my god! You got a problem with that, you green bitch? What's your name? <laughs> oh, a great start. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? Does Terry just not respond? Just like, because I asked what his name was. <laughs> I think he takes a second, just kind of blinks. <laughs> Terry Poulter. Is that your name? Were you born with that? Yes. Is that your name? Sounds a bit shit. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well. Lucia says, and looking to her, <laughs> and looking at her, you see that she's red in the face, trying not to laugh. <laughs> oh God! We don't want to. We don't want to keep the board rate waiting. So, uh, follow me, and I'll take you up below Fallbrook Castle. Below Fallbrook Castle. Um, and new song. Oh boy! Oh boy! Where are you? <laughs> green bitch. <laughs> What's your name, green bitch? <laughs> you thought wrong, my bitch. Oh my god. So that was just my like, natural <laughs> response, honestly. Like, <laughs> I mean, this sludge is you, so. Yeah, hey, I, I, that was just like perfectly... knee jerk right there. <laughs> just a knee jerk response. With, like... oh, oh, sludge is your name, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it really is your name, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's ever going to come up again. <laughs> Born with it, huh? <laughs> uh, well, Sludge dies a lot, so what's being bored? <laughs> New save file. New save file. It's like a roguelike. Um, 
Yeah. You guys all listen to music now? Cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah you guys, um, yeah, Lucia throws open the doors to the Great Hall, and you step into this great hall. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good how hall. great is this hall? It's pretty great. It's kind of, it's, I, I dare to say it's a grand hall, honestly. Wow. Damn, that's kind of <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys step into this great hall, the main central piece to Falbrook Castle. It's probably larger than anything you guys have been in before. No castle halls have really stood as high as this one does. It's steepled, it, the, wall, the, the walls rise into the air, and then they become steepled at the top where you can see these massive these massive, barely finished wood beams that seem to be just made out of trees, as if they just landed here and built this thing out of nothing. And that seems to be true, because looking up, you also see a row of stained glass win windows, a, mur a mural of Republic fleets leaving the Western Realm, your homeland, and sailing across the Eastern Sea to Remfray, where they dock and then fight what look like monstrous figures, nondescript, monstrous, dark figures. And then you see the building of Fallbrook and its walls, protecting them from the monsters that have raged on and tried to stop them from coming here. Lucia. <laughs> <laughs> Lucia seems to glide down these halls, walking down them without uh, any real notice, not even noticing the murals and the grandeur of the halls around her, almost uh, desensitized to it. You follow her down the hall to the end, where you go down a couple hallways and then down a long spiral staircase, cutting deep into the earth as you just descend forever, seemingly never to end. Every time you round a full circuit, you think, this surely must be the last one, but it is it? Eventually you do come to an end, and then after another set of beautifully polished stone hallways, you come to these two metal doors. Lucia turns to you and says, Well, uh, I'm assuming the groups are already in here. Stand at the line indicated in the ground, and uh, wait for Arcane Academic Day. They'll tell you everything you need to know. For the Republic. Lucia opens the doors and leaves. Looking through the doors, you see a massive cavern. A massive underground cavern. The walls and ceilings are covered in a single sheet of pink crystals that spike out and emit warmth and light into the room. In the middle of the room and on stretching to the walls, you see a forest of a botanical garden. It's mostly trees and shrubs, but you also see flowers inside there. It looks as if they'd transported a section of Remfray Forest, and just plopped it right down into here. You also see the two groups, Team Marmot being Leah's team, her two newfound compatriots, and the mercenary team, standing in front of a line drawn in the dirt ground. Next to them you see another line, unoccupied by a group. I see the line. <laughs> Jeremy goes to the line. Yeah, I see that's where nobody else is standing, and I just strut right over there, <laughs> plant my feet. Very good, very good. 
Marigold is going to make straight for the crystal cluster. (laughs) Yeah, like this crystal cluster just covers the entire walls and ceiling. It just seems like a single sheet where shards spike out. They seem to stop around where the door is. I think she's doing that thing where like, you know, when you go into a really big building and you want to look at the ceiling and you're like twirling and looking up and down as you're kind of spinning on your heels. She's getting that 360-degree look at the building and just like, um, I've never seen this much Yugen, have I? You've only seen two shards in your life, and those have been small shards, essentially the size of your hand. Yeah, I think in a word, she's dazzled by it. (laughs) Sludge? I think Sludge just walks over to Terami and just hangs up behind him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, like a little too close behind him. Put my hand on his shoulder. Maybe like, why are you green? <laughs> why are you touching me? <laughs> why not? Why are you green? <laughs> Don't do that. Okay. And take my hand <laughs> off. <laughs> There's probably a noticeable amount of like spores on your on your shoulder. Roll a constitution check. Okay. Disgusting. <laughs> uh, twelve. You feel like you're about to sneeze, but you're able to... (laughs) (laughs) I think after that, I just kind of, like, scoot away a little bit from Sludge. How far away from me is Grendel? Grendel and the other groups are to the left of you. Mm -hmm. Grendel is the, like, group right next to you guys, and they're about, like, five feet away. I notice that he's also wearing green. Mm -hmm. I just kind of clear my throat and go, Well, one of us is going to have to change. (laughs) Grendel beams at you, and he says, All right, well, I've been wearing this longer than you have, sonny boy. (laughs) Oh, you don't look it. (laughs) Cassius smacks Grendel's arm, and he, like, stumbles a little bit, and he gets back in line. (laughs) Sorry, Cassius. (laughs) What did I say about fraternizing with the enemy? Yes, yes, Cassius, of course. (laughs) And he snickers a little bit. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Fenril also chuckles too. Like Grendel and Fenril chuckle together nice. after Cassius has just scorned <laughs> Grendel. I think I'm just like kind of grinning at them. Cassius starts to go like kind of red in the forehead and just stares forward. God. Unblinking. Marigold, are you still staring at the crystal? Yeah, she's. You can see, like, the light of the crystals kind of sparkling in her eyes as she's, like, getting closer and closer, like, not quite touching it, but just, like, examining it as close as she can. So, (laughs) Lucia did not close the doors to this room, and Marigold, you hear a voice next to you from a presence you did not feel enter. You hear someone say, it's quite beautiful, isn't it? And you look up to see a tall high elf standing above you in silver cloak and long, moonlight-white hair that goes down to the bottom of their back. Oh, yes, it's... I haven't seen so much. I don't know if many people have. Uh, um, I want to do an insight check on this person, because I wouldn't know who they are, right? No, you wouldn't. Okay, insight check just to get, you know, some vibes. This isn't competition, so this is probably... Someone in charge. That's a mod 20. Mod 20? Shit. Yeah. 
you remember Lucia mentioning somebody called the Arcane Academic Ardane? And this high elf before you, you can instantly picture them as being that uh, Arcane Academic. But not only that, you can feel just this immense aura coming from them. This not electrifying aura, but this calming aura. As if you've just had a very nice cup of chamomile tea. You can just sense this wave of goodwill fall over you, but you can also sense an incredible power in them that you haven't felt before. Now, you better join your team. We're about to start soon. Oh, uh, of course. Right away. I'm just gonna hurry over to give Arden like, one more kind of glance over my shoulder. And I think she's, like, balling her hands in a fist kind of with conviction like okay i do this i get through the challenges i join the expedition party and i'm gonna ask them a whole lot about magic (laughs) (laughs) this high elf floats over to stand in front of all of you they clear your throat and they say welcome to the first step of a new old world. All nine of you have not entered the expedition party yet, and only three of you can. So we're going to hold a trial to test you all. There is something great in all of you. The board and I, the leaders of this expedition, all saw something in you, something powerful. And we believe that all of you have some deserving right to be a part of this expedition party, but we don't have enough resources to, well, support all of you. So we're going to hold a trial that will test you and see who is best fitted to be out in the wilds. It is dangerous out there, and even more dangerous to be in such a small group. We don't want to send just anyone out there for your safety. We will be holding a trial that will test the skills that you will need out in the wilds of Renfrey. There will be three tasks ahead of you. Tracking, arcane assessment, and survival. For tracking, each of your groups has been given an animal moniker. You must find that animal within these woods. Team Marmot and the arcane academic looks to Leah and her group. You will have to find a Marmot. Team Weasel. And they look to Grendel's and Cassius' group and the orcs' group. You will have to find a weasel. And Team Hare, and they look at you, will have to find a hare loosed into the woods. For arcane assessment, there will be a stone circle located at the center of these woods. There you will find a menagerie of exotic items. Two of these items are magical, and you are tasked with picking them, finding the right one. As for survival, Arcane Academic throws out their arms, and you see... (laughs) Water bottle falls out of their sleeve. (laughs) I dropped... Yeah, I knocked over a water bottle. Um, Ardain throws their arms out, and you see 12 glistening gray half-opaque figures form out of them, and then turn on their heels and march robotically into the forest. The room was silent, and you can hear some of the members gasping at this incredible display of magic. Something that 
few <laughs> can conjure. Ardang laughs a little. <laughs> As for survival, you'll have to not be put to sleep by my phantom images that wander these woods. There are some rules. For one, you are not allowed to leave the cavern before the trial is over. If you do, you and your team will be disqualified. Second, candidates may not attack or physically harm one another. You may be rivals, but there is to be no bloodshed here. Third, the trials will end when all viable candidates have completed the tasks and left the woods. In the board, that would be me, <laughs> Arcane Academic Ardain, Humphrey Artemis, the Senior Surveyor, and Consul Fulbrook, not only leader of the Republic Colony, but the director of the board. You will be watching from the balcony above. And Arding lifts up their hands and denotes to a balcony high above, built into the cavern. You can see there's a place where the Yugen spread has stopped. And there's a glass balcony where you see two figures in the distance. Everyone make a perception check. 21. Uh, mod 20. Fuck. <laughs> 21. Damn. Y'all fudging, <laughs> or is that just a great roll? For real? Yeah. No, for, for real. real. Yeah. All the groups squint up at the balcony. Squinting a little bit, you can see these figures quite clearly. Being so close to the Yugen, they're bathed in this pink light. Oh, you see a man in full green tweed. <laughs> He's holding his hands in his vest and looking down at you with an air of importance to him. And you see a smaller woman, a smaller, uh, frail-looking woman in a black suit and oval glasses that glint back at you. They stand there with a sense of confidence and belonging. You see that, that they support themselves on a cane. Uh, Arcane Academic Ardain lowers their hand and beams at you. The trials will begin now. The two groups burst from their places and sprint into the woods. Uh, oh, gee. Oh, geez, that's us. What do the three of you do? <laughs> as soon as everybody else starts running, I'm like, I book it. <laughs> yeah, they're both going to follow Teremy's suit. I guess Sludge would begrudgingly start running, too. What are you doing, Teremy? You seem to be leading the charge. I am looking for that hair. <laughs> because this is, this is my jam. This is what I was born to do. I was born to catch birds, but I catch other things, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, so perception to find the tracks and then survival to follow them. All right. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Four? Yeah. Cool. What's your plan of attack right now? Um, right now I'm just trying to locate hair or signs that a hair has been around. Okay, cool. You're so focused on finding these hair tracks, you're not really paying attention of where you are mm -hmm. or where you have been. Uh-huh. So you start making these kind of looping paths if you look for a hair. Uh-huh. You can see that Terabee is just kind of roaming about. Just in circles and such. Yeah. So, I, um, you know, that, uh, arcane assessment challenge, no, I, I'm pretty sure I can handle that as for tracking and being in the woods and whatever. 
It's not my strong suit, so I sure hope you all know a bit about that. She's, like, kind of trying to be optimistic, but is also kind of, like, already feeling a bit in over her head. Well, this guy is dressed like the trees around us. I think he's fine. Um, because he's green? <laughs> I guess, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> Sludge and Marigold, you... Tell me you're too busy looking at the ground trying to find hair tracks as you're saying this. Uh, Marigold and Sludge, you just catch a glimmer somewhere behind the trees. Oh god, I- Hey, everybody get down. It's one of those- Oh gosh. Um, can I do an arcana check to th- try and glean what kind of magic Ardain was doing? Uh, yes. That's a- it's different now because I have a lower proficiency. <laughs> it's thirteen. Um, yeah, you've definitely heard of magic like this before. You definitely you don't know exactly what spell exactly Ardain is using, but you have heard of spells before where the caster can create a mirror image of themselves. And there are higher level spells where they can create two or three more, but 12 whole images is a lot. <laughs> so there's those, uh, these shadowy simulacrums of the Ardain Academic, which are definitely going to take us out of the competition if they catch us. So I suggest we maybe keep a low profile. And I want to stealth and hide in a bush. Wait. I I don't think I'm gonna hide or anything. You're not. They're magical. Oh, uh, they did. They did say it would put us to sleep. I don't sleep. You don't sleep. No. You don't sleep. No. I. I... Ever. <laughs> at at that moment, <laughs> at that moment, you see an ethereal figure of the academics step out from the trees and point their finger at Sludge, and. This wispy purple bolt flies and hits <laughs> Sludge. Good. And then nothing happens. I was gonna ask Dakota, like, if we were gonna change that, because, like, the Arjane would know that elves don't sleep, but we're just gonna stick with it, like, it's not paralysis or anything. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fucking temple of trial. Yeah. <laughs> My god. I got a 23 to hide, by the way. No. <laughs> it fires another bolt at you, sludge. Nothing happens. Yet. Can I just like walk up to it and just like start hitting it? Yeah. <laughs> I just wanna I just wanna give it a good slap. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, roll a slap check. Um, <laughs> All right, I decide, I have decided I'm going to stab it. <laughs> <laughs> and now I can use dexterity. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go and walk up and stab it. Oh, my God. Okay, I got a 19 to hit. <laughs> that, that hits. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you rush this thing and pull out your blade and stab it right as it's about to make a movement to jump away. The reaction time on these images seems to be cut pretty short since the power is being uh, dispersed so much. But even still, you are 
lightning quick, and you <laughs> you just really quickly into it. Uh, roll damage. <laughs> yes. Your dex mod does, your proficiency Wait. modifier does not to damage. Oh shit, I actually got a 21. It was. It doesn't matter on the last one, because I forgot to add my proficiency. <laughs> That's fine. Um, uh, with dex mod, it's four. Four? Um, yeah, you mm -hmm. stab this thing, like, where are you stabbing it? Um, I honestly wanted to go for the face. The face? Yeah. Cool, yeah, like a demon, you come <laughs> at this thing, and you slash at its face, and when you do, like, the top half, uh, where you slash, it kind of, like, pops off a little bit and floats <laughs> up, and then it, like, disappears. Oh my god. poofs into this cloud of smoke that quickly disperses. Okay, uh, so you can just you can just slap these powerful illusion magics away. Uh, that seems classy and good. And um, <clears throat> you think I'm classy? Uh, that's what I said. That's I did say that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Question. <laughs> I'm gonna take out a mushroom and hand it. Like you want one of these? Oh. Uh, no, thank you. I just ate no! before I got here. But <laughs> thank you. I I also think we're a bit on the clock. Uh, uh tear me, bud. Any any luck on the tracking? You can roll perception again if you want. Okay, cool. Oh, cool. I got a uh, twelve this time. Twelve. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. You see, um, where the where the this creature uh, this ethereal uh image came from. You kind of like looking over, you see that like you see a track of small footprints leading away that you quickly spot to be those of a hare. I, I like hold up my hand like, oh, oh, wait a minute. I'm on to something and I'm going to do a track check. Survival. Yeah. Eighteen. Eighteen? Yeah. Yeah, you can easily <laughs> track this thing through the bushes and brambles that it's been running through, seemingly scared by maybe the groups that have been passing by, or the ethereal beings that... You follow it, and you come to this large gnarled oak, these thick roots sticking out, creating this hollow underneath it. You can see the tracks leading into the hollow. And you see a large figure in brown linen robes crouched over and looking into it, and you recognize this as the orc from Team Weasel. He doesn't seem to hear your approach. <laughs> I'm just picturing him, like, on his hands and knees just making kissy noises. <laughs> yeah, if you listen to him, you can actually hear him say, Oh, come here, come here, come on, come here. <laughs> I, I get a little bit closer and I I just go looks excuse me he stands up his cheeks go a little pink I I don't think you're gonna find Marmot in there Weasel? Weasel, sorry, yes there are hair tracks oh, oh, oh sorry I uh, got lost from my group <laughs> 
Did I talk with Luisa in there? <laughs> Silly me. And he's smacked the <laughs> Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> Turns around and leaves. <laughs> I think once he goes, I like tiptoe over and sort of like put up a little snare with my rope. Mm, okay. Roll a survival for that. Sucks. Eleven. Eleven? Yeah. Feeling time ticking down, you start, like, hastily putting together this snare, but it seems to stand once you finish it. After I set that up, I'm gonna, like, see if I can startle it out. So I kind of, I probably, like, go behind the tree and just sort of, like, bang on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, make an intimidation check. Uh, (laughs) seventeen. Oof. Yeah, um, you start, like, banging on the tree behind it, and you can hear the rabbit make, like, a scared little... Rabbits don't make scared noises. They only make noises when they're fucking dying. Yeah. <laughs> you hear it, like... <laughs> yeah, you, like, you hear this kind of, like, muffled, like, noise as it, like, starts getting <laughs> scared. As it shoots out, its two front paws go over the snare, but its last two legs go into it, and then as they're being pulled forward, gets tagged in the hair with its back legs, uh, shoots up and hangs about, like, three feet off of the ground. Nice. <laughs> I think quietly to myself, I'm just like, yes! <laughs> and I, I run over and I, like, try to get it so it's not, like, pulling its legs out of its sockets. And then I want to do an animal handling check to see if I can get it to calm down before I dismantle. Uh, <laughs> wait, six. Six. Wait, wait, uh, eight. Eight? Yeah. <clears throat> um, this thing's very scared, and it starts, like, kicking at you and trying to get out of your arms. Uh, make a... It can be dexterity or strength on your part. I'm assuming dexterity Doesn't is... Doesn't matter. Doesn't <laughs> what, matter. What'd you get? That one. That one? Yeah. Oof, yeah. I didn't untie it yet, though. I just, um, like, its back legs are still looped. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to see if I could, like, calm it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, in that case, roll of advantage. Okay. Uh, 19. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it starts, like, freaking out. So, as soon as Teremy came out with the rabbit, Marigold was, like, very impressed. Like, oh my gosh, this guy, like, knows what he's doing! You're a bit of a nature man, aren't you? And then immediately the rabbit's just freaking out. <laughs> I scramble away from Jeremy, and she's just like watching silently, like that kind of that like kind of placid smile. We're just like, this is fine. Like the, We're doing the blue lines, like blue anime yeah. lines, all over the top of your face. Yeah, just kind of like, oh, you're so good. Um, <laughs> uh, cool. But yeah, as it like starts to like struggle out, it can't quite because its back legs are bound. But you're able to, like, hold on to it. You can make another animal handling check. Cool. Can I try and feed it mushrooms to help calm it? Don't kill the rabbit. <laughs> yeah, don't I'm not going to kill the rabbit. Twelve. Uh, uh, roll of advantage if you're helping. I am. I'm not killing it. I'm giving it, like, edible mushrooms. Some nice creamy 21. ones. I don't know what mushrooms. Do, mush- do rabbits eat No, mushrooms? they don't. <laughs> it's going to. <laughs> <laughs> do rabbits eat mushrooms? Absolutely do not feed mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> sedated. Maybe maybe Renfrey rabbits are different. <laughs> <laughs> it sees sludge approaching, stinking of mushrooms that it hates, <laughs> and the rabbit feels more protected by you than Sludge. <laughs> and he, like, starts trying to, like, burrow into your coat. Oh, I immediately, like, <laughs> unbutton my coat and let it, like, crawl inside. Oh, that's that's very nice. Thank you. Um, Again, I guess thank you, Sludge. I imagine Sludge was doing the kind of, like, almost like a shadowy kind of presence approaching <laughs> yeah. the rabbit kind of sees. Oh, but that's, like, our first challenge. We did, we did that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Into the woods? <laughs> Into the woods. Roll a survival check to find your way. 20. Mod. You're able to kind of like, like looking up at like where the, how the dome is shaped and stuff and just having like a better idea of like where you are. You got a little lost at first, but you but you uh, like got your bearings when you found the hair tracks. You like calmed down. Right? Okay. Now I know where I am. You're able to easily find your way to the center of the woods. You, as you guys are making your way there, you see the glow of an ethereal creature deep in the woods somewhere, but it passes by you, seemingly to not seeing you. When you get to the center of the woods, you see the dwarf priest bent over. Or you see the stone circle in the center of this section of botanical woods. And you see a bunch of weird trinkets, rods and wands and stabs and complex little devices, orbs and such, scattered out onto the stone center, about three dozen in total. And you see the dwarf priest bent over, searching these items, picking them up one by one. And then you hear a call from a tree on the other side of the stone. And you see Leah up in the trees. She says, oh, 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 it's them, it's them, quick, 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 it's them. <laughs> the dwarf priest starts to scramble as he starts picking up more items, trying to find which ones are correct. And then out from the woods bursts the archer in the burgundy leather armor. And he has his like arms and legs spread out as he stands, seemingly trying to block you off <laughs> from... The I from the magical items. <laughs> it's no use, pal. We already found our rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> the bunny pokes their head out. <laughs> well, you're not getting the magical item. <laughs> the last one's ours. Step around him. <laughs> D- Dakota, can I use my halfling trait, halfling nimbleness? Which allows me to move through the space of any creature that is uh, a size larger than me to kind of dodge around their legs and make for the pile. He's definitely going to try to uh, grab you. You can make a dexterity check with advantage. I shall. Ooh, that's a nat one. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled really poorly, but better than that. This guy sees you running for his legs. (laughs) I stab his ankle. (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) Foreshadowing of things to come. A knife! (laughs) <laughs> Who gave her a knife? <laughs> the archer sees you running his way, and he tries to jump and tackle you, but he falls much too short, and he lands face first onto the stone ground, and he lifts his head a little bit, and you can see his nose is just bleeding. <laughs> she just goes, goes like, ooh, yikes, <laughs> sidesteps him and goes for the pile. And she's already, like, rolling up her sweater sleeves a little bit to make it easier for her to grab all these goodies. 
Uh, yeah, as he falls, you can hear the dwarf and Leah in the trees go, Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> I love these guys! <laughs> I'd like to do two things in succession. Oh, God. <laughs> what could you possibly want to do? First, I'd like to cast a message to Marigold and just say, Don't be afraid. And then I'm going to cast Silent Image and cause... And um, make one of the uh, the things that Ardane made and just like have it walk out of the forest towards the pile. <laughs> That's very cool. I love that. That's genius. <laughs> so all they have to do is just uh, go against my spell save DC if they want to try and like investigate it to see if it's real. Physical interaction. Yeah. A creature that uses its action to examine the image can determine that it's illusion. How intelligent is Team Marvin? <laughs> well, Leah's on it. And they have to try and... Gosh. Uh, what's your spell, DC? Uh, it's 12. And it's only if they try and want to investigate, I guess. Yeah, they're gonna try to, like... Yeah. Um, is, this a, is this a level 1 spell, or is this a cantrip? It's level... It's level one. This is a level right. one. Roll oh. a 1d20. Got a three. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, the ethereal creature of Ardane steps out of the woods and starts walking towards them, towards the, the, the dwarf, I'm assuming. Yeah, just straight for the pile. The dwarf sees this, and his eyes go wide, and he jumps up and sprints for a bush. <laughs> and then Leah looks at it, uh, looks confused as she looks from the dwarf to the image. And she says, no, hey, hey, no, Boric, Boric, that's that's not it. I think it's a trick. I think that doesn't look right. I'm going to scream, Marigold, get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to say when Sledge cast the message and then the illusion, Marigold's immediate reaction was like, to kind of look over her shoulder in bewilderment and be like, look up sludge, look at the goggles, look at the mushroom pad, <laughs> look at the terrarium, and just, it clicks like, oh my god, they're a wizard. <laughs> oh no. She's like, so shaken up, and then it's like, oh wait, there's a thing I need to do. Do I have enough time to like scan the pile to like see if there's one with a rune on it before I run out of there? Uh, yeah, make an arcane check. Oh, hell yeah. That's, uh, 19. 19. Nice. Using some, like, nice deduction, you can see there's, like, a mess of items piled up or kind of, like, pushed aside from where Boric, the dwarf priest, was searching items. And an item pretty close to where he was searching, you see a rune symbol on one of the items, and it's a pretty rudimentary rune. You recognize this as a rune of paralysis on this silver rod. I grab the rod. You grab it. I grab it, and I want to run into the opposite side of the clearing, into the trees to take cover. Back to, like, where Teremi and Sludge are? Yes. Cool. Alright, yeah. Hey! <laughs> nice! <laughs> Good job. Right, I'm going to have I'm going to keep uh using the spell and I'm going to like shoot like that uh Arjane takes out it... a gun. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to god. I'm going to make it shoot the purple shit that it shot at me but like at the dwarf. I'm going to intentionally miss. I just want to like shoot it around him, mm -hmm. you know? Like uh, as if it's got bad mm -hmm. aim. I don't know if silent image can do that. No. 
I feel like that'd be that'd, it that'd has, be like um, two silent images. True, true. The dwarf has been told that it's no longer that it's a that it's not that it's a fake image though, so it's able to see through it. I'm pretty sure that that the way illusions work is that if you are told that it is fake, you instantly are able to see through it. But if you don't believe them. <laughs> okay, I think that means that he's able to make another investigation check. Instead of just like the one. Mm-hmm. Well, doesn't matter. That was a nat one. Again. He believes it even harder now. No, you have Borg scream. No, it's not! <laughs> it's not! It's not! It's, it's, it's real! Run, Leah! Run! <laughs> the archer is starting to stand to his feet, wobbling as blood continues to <laughs> slows, but still dribble from his nose. But you guys have the animal and the rod of paralysis. <laughs> And I, we need to get two magic items, right? No, you just needed to get one of the two ma- magic items. One of the two? Yes. Okay, cool. We just need to get out of the forest safely now? Yep. Okay. We can do that. We sure can. <laughs> while, while they're in the chaos, screaming, <laughs> Marigold just, like, points the way they came and, like, starts heading. <laughs> Make a survival check with advantage. As we're leaving, I'd like to, like, have the thing point at the dwarf as if it's about to cast a spell and then just wave and then just vanish in the smoke. <laughs> uh, 24. 24? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are easily able to find your way out. In the confusion, you guys <laughs> head off with your two required items in hand. As you leave, you can hear Leah trying to gather everyone back together with Borg running off into the forest. And the archer <laughs> trying to stop his bleeding by like holding his head up and pinching his nose. <laughs> you can Sucks. the last thing you can hear is Leah just saying, Well, guess we bungled that one. <laughs> As you guys are making your way out of the forest, you start to hear a banging in the direction of well, the correct direction of the doors. <laughs> it's just a rhythmic banging that echoes throughout the cavern as it grows louder and louder and then you hear an immense crash and then and then you hear the sound of metal ripping and then the crash of two large heavy objects and then it's silent Marigold stops and like looks at the other two with wide eyes fear (laughs) Uh, do do you think that this was do you think this is part of the trials? It has to be. I think Sludge is just going to smile and say, I hope it is. <laughs> you hear a voice call from above you, and you look up to see the figure of what you presume to be Consul Fallbrook looking down into the forest. All right, listen up, trial members. There's a new task on your list. There is a monster loose inside this cavern. Inside the woods. Find it and capture it. And you will be admitted into the expedition. Do not kill it. I look at the other two and I just kind of like grin a little bit like, you ready? A monster? Very. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Remfrey, right? Land of monsters. This is. This is Remfry, the land of monsters. Okay. Let's do it, guys. <laughs> New music. 
New music. <laughs> Monster Mash. Monster Mash. <laughs> <laughs> Transylvania twist. Megalovania starts playing. <laughs> I imagine that we're like in the woods together, like all our, our backs are to each other, so it's the three of us kind of facing out into the dark woods of, of ahead of us. Marigold just clutching her rod like tightly, like uh, what do you think it is? Do you think it's like do you think it's like a really big dog or <laughs> like uh, Well it's definitely big. Oh, you think you think it's big? Like didn't you hear that? Oh yeah, I sounded pretty massive. Don't worry, we've got this. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're like a nature guy. Do you think do you think you have like a bigger trap? But like it's probably a lot bigger than that rabbit. I've got a whole two hundred feet of rope. We'll figure something out. Oh, you've got two hundred feet of rope. Okay. Don't you have a net too? Yes. <laughs> cool. I don't know how big it is though. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> net size. Net size. <laughs> Are you guys just gonna wander through the woods trying to mm-hmm. listen for it? Uh yeah, do you gonna stealthily, cautiously creep through the undergrowth. <laughs> okay, yeah, first if, uh, make a stealth check. Alright. Oh, uh, 15. 15. 10. 10. 8. 8. Sucks. It's like the worst stealth roll Marigold's ever gotten. <laughs> She's supposed to be the rogue. <laughs> it's okay, you're level 2. Alright, um, and make a perception check for finding this thing. Uh, Rolling like poopy. Twelve. Ten. Ten. Also ten. <laughs> I got a twelve. <laughs> yeah, you guys are having a hard time finding this thing. You're looking down at the ground in the bushes trying to find footprints or tracks, and you are not able to find anything. You come across a trail of a weasel, but you're not able to find this thing. As you guys are walking about, trying to track this thing down, you hear screams. Uh-oh. Yeah, in a direction that you can easily pinpoint. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start jogging over. <laughs> yeah, Marigold's gonna follow, too. Can I insight or perception to, like, figure out who might be screaming? Uh, yes. Which one? Uh... What's your uh, perception? Eight. <laughs> Again, <laughs> um, it's hard to tell. Uh, the screams were pretty quick. It wasn't sustained screaming. It sounded like the most you could tell. It sounded like a woman's voice. Uh, as you're jogging in towards the direction that you heard the screams, you see a small clearing, and in the middle, you see a petite elven figure laying on the ground, lacerations on her face. Oh, jeez! I'm gonna run up to her and see if she's okay. <laughs> Yeah, just doing like a quick look over. She's breathing, but she's unconscious and she's bleeding. Oof. Um, um. It's Leah. <laughs> <laughs> she seems she seems nice enough. Uh, I want to pull out a bandage real quick and just do her up. Uh, medicine check. A six. A six. Yeah. <laughs> um. I imagine, like, because I'm distracted and in a hurry and just try to think of a lot of things at once, I'm just kind of... <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> don't like... do a great job. Yeah, I think you're worried about being attacked, too, and you're not quite... You're doing it, and you're realizing that you're not doing a great job at this, and she's continuing to bleed. You feel like you can't leave her here for now. 
you might need to carry her with you. <sighs> yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> As Teremi was helping like, patch up Leah, Marigold's gonna stand by, basically being the lookout for Teremi, mm-hmm. to see if there's anything approaching. And I also want to look in this area, are there any signs of a monster? Yeah, do a perception check. I'm getting a different die. <laughs> horrible to me today. Did you just rolled another eight? I rolled a nine. <laughs> oh my but god. It's getting better. <laughs> Can't believe this. <laughs> Can't believe you've done this. Sludge, would you like to percept for monster? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I think Mary I mean, is too scared. And that one. <gasps> We're scared. My eyes, I slowly go blind. Blood <laughs> is just eating a mushroom. <laughs> Spores just fly into your goggles. I was gonna say, I wanted to cast False Life. If I could do that in this moment. By yourself? Yeah. I wanna, like, um, where, where's, Mar- where's Marigold? I'm, I'm standing by Terami and Leah. I'm gonna say I'm next to them. Yeah, we're um, like on either side flanking Terami as he's banding banding Leah. I wanna like tap her on the shoulder and be like, hey, watch this. <laughs> huh? I cast false life. I wanna say that my like hand starts to glow green and I touch my chest and you can see I'm just like <laughs> I don't know, I just look a little revitalized. <laughs> you wanna see something cool? <laughs> Check yeah. this shit out. Miracle's eyes are like kind of bugging out a bit like because uh, one, this is like Pretty pretty cool. Two, I feel like I'm being like mocked a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, so you can just you can just kind of do whatever, whatever. That's a that's a cool trick. Uh, that, yeah. that's that's a level one spell slot, right, Sludge? Sure is. Yep. Roll it. Okay. I'm gonna use a different one. Use this one. No, I, I I said green, so I'll use the green die. I got an eight. Cool. Can't wait to use the new system for. Yeah, because this this, this sucks. sucks ass. <laughs> they they also well you do are you doing it like was that like if I got a two it would work this time? If you got a one. No, because like um how the I don't think Dakota can we just one yet. Not yet, no, but we can do that now. So just like add one, add yeah, one we... every time you increase the range by one yeah. every time you roll. Yeah, they also do it for um, cantrips as well, and it's not just when Sludge does it; it's when anyone in the v- in the vicinity does it. Yeah. So if like an enemy casts a spell, then it goes up one. Oh, so it, it affects Ooh. everyone's. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. I'm into that. <clears throat> just can't, a high can't... concentration of magic in one area just kind of fucks everything up. Yeah. Uh, that's radioactive. Because I used message earlier, could I use could I roll one more time? Sure. Yeah. So it's th- at three now if we're doing cancer. <gasps> I got a nat one! <laughs> yes! I got a one! <laughs> oh go. my god. Uh, what's the what's let's use your list. Let's use the list that you sent. Wild magic table. Oh my goodness. So what is that? A one anti magic field, anti magic field, anti magic <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. What is that? Um, a one D You have it open, right? I'm opening I'm trying to open it right now. Yes. So, oh it's god, a... I'm gonna do my... so it's okay. a... so exclamation point roll one D three hundred and twenty two. One D three hundred and twenty two. Oh my god, what is that? Two fifty eight is 
Please don't be penis hands. Yeah. Is that a thing? <laughs> Is that one of them? penis hands. Yeah. Nice. Dakota. Dakota. Uh-oh. What is it? Dakota. Okay, yeah, so... <laughs> Marigold. Sludge no. looks at you and says, Hey, check this out. <laughs> Sludge, like, touch your shoulder doing this, and then their hand glows green. Their other hand glows green. They put it to their chest, and they look revitalized. Oh, this is good. Oh my god, this sucks. Okay. Um, And you say, like, oh, I guess you can just do that. And then both of Sludge's Sludge's (laughs) both of Sludge's pinkies dissolve. (laughs) And this pink crystal form of a pinky comes out. Oh my god. And then their ring finger dissolves, and the same thing happens. And it happens to all of their fingers until their fingers are all gone, except for these pink crystals. Sludge, you're still able to use them, and they function like fingers, but... They are now made of crystal. What the fuck, dude? Hey, 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 hey what? <laughs> what are you doing now? Stop, knock stop. This is an illusion. What are you, what's this now? I, uh, 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 uh that, that's new. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? You got, what? <laughs> um, can I, can I grab Sludge's hand? <laughs> uh, Sludge is gonna like hit her fucking goggles because that shit's metal. She's gonna like whack it really hard on her fingers. Ting, like, ting, ting. how does it feel? You can only feel the vibrations at the base of your knuckles from where the crystals okay. hit. <laughs> Sludge. Okay. Sludge. Can I please examine your cool hand? Yeah. <laughs> Reach out. I'm very absorbed. By this now, <laughs> fuck the monster. <laughs> and I take hands, uh, Sludge's hand gently. I feel so much shorter than she mm-hmm. is. Um, can I Arcana check the crystal? Yes. Oh, thank God, twenty. <laughs> um, what are you What are you looking for in this? I want to know what it is. Why? Why it is? <laughs> Thinking, thinking back to all the arcane texts that you have poured over in your unfortunately fruitless studies of magic, you think that this is some form of transmutation magic that's just occurred. You know, also in your studies and from personal experiences with others, that users with innate magic sometimes go awry. They can't control the magic, and a magic is very uncertain. It's a wild card. And Sludge just pulled a wild card. I love that. Marigold's, like, excited as she's examining it, and she's gonna glance over to the other side of the cavern where she can see the pink Yugen creeping along the ceiling and glance back to the hands, and she's 
the gears are turning and she's like i i wonder if there's like a high concentration of magical particles in the air and maybe maybe one of them has landed upon sludge very much like the spores of the mushrooms create when they propagate oh my god i wonder if the crystals are going to use you as a new host or if it's some sort of living substance and it's going to take you over bit by bit draining you of your magic powers until there's nothing left that is fascinating sludge how do you feel? <laughs> Sludge is just stare. Sludge is just like watching this short little person hold her hand and just yammer on while just like this whole time, and she's just slowly just like puts her hand over her mouth, just like hmm. <laughs> <laughs> listening to everything she's saying. And she's like, "I'm gonna turn into a crystal." <laughs> <laughs> this could not have gone better. Oh my god! God. What a perfect thing for it to have been. I think Sludge is just like, I feel fine. How do you feel? I feel fantastic. You want to get that monster? This is riveting. Let the monster come to us, frankly. I wonder <laughs> if it's got crystal on it, too. You start hearing yelling deep into the forest. It doesn't sound like the frightened or hurt screams that Leah produced, but battle cries. Yeah, Marigold shakes her head and, and looks into the woods, and is Teremy hoisting Leah onto his back at this point? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like rushing to get up. I'm like, not gonna let them get our monster. Okay, right. The task at hand. Can do you think you can still do spells, Sludge? And you know, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe not today. Not today. At least not any powerful ones. I'm kind of wiped me out, to be honest. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. So, uh. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, she's looking at Sludge, partially encased by Crystal, although revitalized by her magic. Terami now has Leah to take care of, and Marigold just, like, looks down at her paralysis rod, which seems to be, like, the only weapon she has on her. And it's like, well. Let's go, monster. Catching? Let's go catch a monster. Gotta catch a monster. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys start running towards the still-sounding screams of battle cries and grunts and yells of mainly one person. <laughs> I was gonna say, as we're, I'm gonna say, like, as we're doing the sludges in the back, and she's just kind of like half running. She's not she's not paying attention to where she's going. She's like kind of looking at her hand as she's like watching Terami, I assume, who I, I assume Terami's in the middle of this of us and Marigold's at the front. Or whoever she's in, whoever's in front of her, she, she's just watching like them in the peripherals while she's like moving her fingers <laughs> around, like clanking them together and stuff and just doing weird shit with it just like seeing how it feels <laughs> reacting to it God. awful i don't know take one hand and start like clinking your fingers together pretend you have crystal hands what would you do <laughs> that's what i'm doing right now i'm just like moving my fingers around pretending like what would this sound like nice i'm just like tapping all my fingers on my thumb nice Sludge, as you're doing that, you you notice that the pink crystal is slowly creeping over your hand. Oh god. Oh my god. Um <laughs> The sounds of the cries and screams come closer and you come upon a sight. You see Team Weasel, the Orc Grendel and Cassius are 
in this clearing, and you see them staring up into the trees. You notice that there are lacerations on their face, very similar to that of Leah. They seem bloodied and beaten. And Cassius is in the middle of this clearing, teeth gritting, eyes wild, staring into the trees, shield and sword out, and you see a dead weasel tucked into her belt. God, <laughs> dude! She would. She fucking would. She Grendel would. is staring up into the trees, violin under his chin on his shoulder, uh, bow poised. Grendel's hulking figure uh, is standing there. Fenrir, sorry. Is standing there, hands seemingly out and ready to cast a spell. And you hear Cassius say, All right, Fenrir, I'm going to throw it to the ground, and you're going to entangle it. <laughs> and Fenrir, the orc, gives a nod. <laughs> At that moment, a large black creature, resembling almost an octopus, a warty, bumpy, black, leathered octopus, with glowing red eyes that circle its uh, the top half of its body comes swooping down and strikes at Cassius. Oof. That's uh, her. Uh. <laughs> it comes swooping down, its eight arms spread wide open, to, ready to grasp her, but she dodges out of the way, gets to her feet, and strikes at it. She's able to get a glancing strike on one of its arms as it reels by. Roll initiative. Seven. Nineteen. Oof. Cassius at it again. Am I gonna have this crystal hand forever? Oh yeah, you're just gonna have the whole. You're just. I gotta think of like. You're gonna have like the whole. Yeah, the whole game's gonna be. No one. No one mentions it though. You have crystal hands, but it's just never. <laughs> it's normal. I think yeah, I'll just put it in a glove. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm. That's news. what I'm thinking about. <laughs> By the time we get to the what scene? Mirror scene. <laughs> Mirror? <laughs> when we're looking at all our injuries. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, who cares? God. These crystal I, I hands presume, are cool as fuck. I'm not going to have any angst about this. <laughs> yeah. And it works fine. It doesn't hurt. Imagine wearing <laughs> fingerless gloves just to show off your <laughs> I'm just thinking about that narratively, though. Like, nobody mentions it. You're not, you're... I think our Dane is probably going to heal it or something when we're done. <laughs> no, you're going to have crystal fingers forever. <laughs> you're just going to turn into a crystal person. That's never going to be mentioned. No. You're just going to, like, press the digitation no. over your crystal parts at all times. Listen, I forgot you have, like, control over the world, and I'm just, like, bound to this fucking wild magic table, and I'm just like, it doesn't say I can turn back. <laughs> I'm just like, that's the rules. I guess this is how I live now. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Cassius grapples this octopi-like creature, kind of just, like, floating in the air after it, like, whirled around from being hit. Uh, Cassius, with one arm, wraps her arm halfway around this creature and kind of just, like, chucks it to the ground. Cassius looks to be, like, easily six feet tall, and this creature seems to be a few heads taller than her. She just choke slams it into the dirt. She oh my just choke God. slams it into the dirt with a huge thud, where it kind of, like, floats up a little bit from the ground as it does so. I go home. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, sputtering and screaming in this high-pitched squeal, this monster tries to with its legs whip at Cassius, but she just scoots back a little bit, 
God, I love Cassia so much. She's so scary. So angry. <laughs> God. What's her story? What's her damage? When we're done with this campaign, I want full backstories on everybody. Cool. She's <laughs> a woman who, need, who means business. A businesswoman? <laughs> Girl boss. <laughs> um, yeah, so Cassius just, like, choked through this creature to the ground, and then um, uh, Cassius, and then tried to attack Cassius and failed. Slugged, it is your turn. Um... Well, Cassius is in the way. I don't know what the fuck I want to do. Um, yeah, I still got cantrips. Um, Shoot her off so but she doesn't fucking kill this thing. Yeah, I'm trying. I guess I could, like, I want to... I'm going to go for Cassius. I'm just going to, like, jump on her, I guess. I'm going to hit my whole fucking body weight. Just ignoring the like thing. I'm just going to be, like... With your terrarium. <laughs> taking a leap yeah, like Gore's book. Can I act? Yeah, I want to use my terrarium against her. Can I like run at her and like jump and with my momentum like turn around and try and like slam into her with my terrarium? <laughs> yes, 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 you can. That's very cool. <laughs> can hear Dakota planting his face in his hand. <laughs> Sludge pivots, by the way. I don't like. I need you to understand. Sludge is always like. If you watch her feet, she is pivoting like a motherfucker. <laughs> she That's is okay, like. UPS. She's got. She, she's got it. Yeah. Um, I'll give you advantage because Cassius is totally not looking at you. This is essentially a stealth attack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think this would be like straight strength. Really? Because no like, I'm just throwing my body itself into you, it. Yeah, you're like you're like pushing your body into her. This is kind of like an unarmed attack. A grapple. A woman runs up to you and fucking hits you with an aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it was more like a literal just a jump into her rather than yeah you're like you're like jumping your way into her like you're like throwing your force into her mm -hmm. oh well 15 15 mm-hmm I got a 17 and a 15 and I have minus two in strength so um what is Cassius's stats right now <laughs> um I think this is closer to, like, a grapple check than anything. Um, okay, yeah. You? <laughs> yeah, uh, Cassius looks like she's, like, ready to just, like, spear this thing with with her sword. Um, stab it with her sword, that's a better way to put it. And then out of nowhere, <laughs> this stinky wood elf with a with an aquarium strapped to their back jumps and pivots and throws this thing against her because you're not like going for you're not going for damage right just like knocking her yeah. off yeah i just want to knock her down yeah then this would be a more grapple thing and yeah you um oops yeah <laughs> cassius just uh you <laughs> she goes like flying away and like stumbles to the ground <laughs> Her hair is in this long single braid, and as this has happened, like and in the battle, like it's like a lot of her hair is like come undone, and she like falls on her butt, her hands like behind her, and she looks up and she sees you, and she just grits her teeth so hard it looks like they're about to break as these <laughs> strands of hair cover her face, and she just looks at you and goes, 
You. <laughs> Me. <laughs> what have A you smile. done? <laughs> it's Marigold's turn. Oh, is it? Ooh, what does Marigold get to do? <laughs> Okay, can you can you put it in context? What what have I seen? I watched Cassius. You watched uh, Cassius throw down. <laughs> you watched Cassius strike, like slash this creature, choke hold, throw it to the ground, and then like jump out of the way of the dark mantle right into Sludge, <laughs> who just runs and jumps and pivots, smashing her to the ground. Oh my god! I was like trying to process what Sludge is doing. Well, I guess I guess they are the rival team. If they get the monster, we don't get to be the expedition party. So we gotta get the monster before they do. I. I'm going to harden my resolve, and I'm going to flee by running up a tree. I'm trying to get to higher ground. All right. Um, is this athletics? Yes. Okay. Oh, bingus wingus. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what it was? What was it? Was it a bad one. Oh. oh, cool. <laughs> Good thing you're a halfling. No, I rolled a two, and I have a minus one. <laughs> So it's a oh. one. <laughs> you flee and you start to like scram try to scramble up this tree, but you just keep sliding down. <laughs> <laughs> I think Terry kinda looks over his shoulder, you like, what? I I was trying I look how look at the size of them. All of them. They're so much bigger than me. I was hoping I could get to some higher ground, but I see Go for their shins. I'm not going to Go for the shins! What do you think I'm gonna do? Bite their ankles? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, Grendel's turn. I want to take... Oh. No, oh, it's geez. not my whole turn. That was just my movement. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can do things. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> can I attempt to use this paralysis rod? You're not attuned to it. It's true. <laughs> it's fucked up. Uh, uh, you can roll an arcana check. Yeah, so like I, I, tr I try scrambling up the tree and fail, and then I notice my paralysis rod. I'm like, maybe, maybe. So though you get in the room, it made Sludge turn into a crystal. Maybe it'll make me awaken my mage powers. <laughs> it definitely... Well, with a hot eight. <laughs> Again. Yeah, you hold the rod in your hand and thrust it out. And nothing happens. <laughs> you can't even, you don't even feel a tingle. Oof. Shit. I look terribly. <laughs> I shrug. I shrug. <laughs> I shrug back. <laughs> Uh, do you have any any more traps that we can help set? Um, not like this. Mm, no, oh, you got that two hundred feet of rope. Maybe, maybe we could run around it with a rope. Oh wait, I do, I do have Grendel's thing is saved. Oh my god, I forgot. Grendel. 
Gundam. It's going to cast the sky self. <laughs> turn into Humphrey. <laughs> Good. Funny. Um, what is Riddle gonna do? Damn. There's not a lot he can do. <laughs> he like has his violin shit out and he's like, hey, but we can't do anything with this. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a lot of good spells for this right now. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Grendel kind of just, like, looks at Fenrir, and, like, Fenrir and Grendel, like, look at Cassius and Sludge, and then each other, <laughs> like, uh, and then Grendel, like, sheaves his violin behind him and tries to tackle the Dark Mantle. <laughs> oh, wow. Wait, I love man. this image of, like, Sludge rushes in with Cassius, Marigold and Teremy just look at each other and shrug. Grendel and Fenrir look at each other and shrug. <laughs> no one knows what's happening. It's good the board is just watching us with mild amusement. Yeah. Grendel got a 20. Dark Mantle got a five. Fallbrook so, is just like massaging her temples. She has a migraine. <laughs> I'll freak out down there. <laughs> Deal with this. I my fighting trousers. <laughs> Fallbrook, I don't have my fighting trousers on. <laughs> I must go get them. <laughs> That's what he says when he poops himself. Stop. Oh my god. <laughs> when he poops himself. <laughs> It happens. <laughs> Never do enough spider. For <laughs> when you're on the road, you're forging around for things, you know? Some of the things you eat make you poop. <laughs> Immediately. Grendel runs and does a big leap. Um, and he jumps on top of the dark mantle and kind of, like, tackles it, pins it to the ground as it tries to slither and beat him off. Um, Beat him off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terry's turn. Um, <laughs> I think I'm also just gonna like jump in and grapple that thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's just strength. Yeah. Oh my god, you got <laughs> five. <laughs> uh, roll for advantage because it's like kids. Okay. Oh shit, alright, uh, mod 20. Mod 20. Um, After gently setting Leah down. 19. The <laughs> <laughs> dark mantle, no shit, no lies. Um, you run and jump on this pinned down dark mantle, and like, with the aid of both of your arms, you're able to like fully encirculate this thing. <laughs> uh, it's Fenrir's turn. And he says, Oh, I think I'm supposed to do something right now. <laughs> Is he gonna do the entangle spell? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Just gonna try to. <laughs> so when you cast a spell, the magic goes down, right? Back to one. It resets to zero. Yeah. Or or resets to one. Two. Wow. It's close. <laughs> oh my god. Well, it's at two now. <laughs> Ooh, fuck, dude. Uh, all right. Uh, can we make it? Thanks, saving throw. Uh, nine. Nine? Yeah. 
Yeah, you guys are like encirculating this creek, uh, this dark mantle. Fenril runs forward a little bit, then like swoops his hands up, and these big, thick, uh, kind of like brassy uh, vines uh, like come shooting out of the ground, and they start whipping around wildly as they try to find things to entangle. Fortunately, both you and Grendel are on the outside <laughs> of this dark mantle, and these vines wrap around you. Freeing the dark mantle from your grasp <laughs> as it floats up a little bit out of way of entangling vines. Oh my god! Hey, who I'm are... sorry, I didn't mean to do that. At least not to Grendel. <laughs> Cassius's turn. Cassius. Oh. Mm. oh. What would Cassius do? Oh, she has two targets right now. <laughs> She's like a fucking bull. Can I make a can I make a suggestion? Yes. And I'll, and we'll take this out. I don't know if they have enough reason to like, like. I think we need to set up Cassius more as a villain. I think Cassius should go for Sludge to give us <laughs> more reason to be attacking them. Like, sure. Because we know that she's killed the weasel and she's got like a, a thirst for blood. Mm-hmm. Just kind of setting her up that way. Yeah. Uh, Sludge, what's your AC? What's my AC? Is it uh, less than, is it less than 17? Yep. <laughs> no. <you> Sludge. <laughs> uh, Rip. Uh, no, this actually wouldn't be an AC thing. This would be uh, uh, make a dexterity saving throw against 17. People are with your. Oh, yeah. Awesome. 21. Okay. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, Cassius rips off her shield and just throws it at you, Captain America style. (laughs) That's fucking cool. Sludge, you, like, just duck out of the way very... You duck out of the way very quickly and kind of glancing behind you, you hear a, a, like, a loud woody thunk (laughs) as the shield embeds itself halfway into a tree and Cassius runs for the dark mantle. <laughs> oh my I god. Take off. <laughs> I I want it to be known that like I ducked, but like I, I'm I'm basically slob squatting. <laughs> Just straight into no. a slob squat. No, yeah, that's great. Sludge, you <laughs> Cassius throws the shield at you and you slob squat <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> Really good. Hands on the ground, just kind of flopped. You fucking, oh back. my god, you fucking like slob squat, but you do it so fast that like your hat hangs in the air for a second as the shield goes past underneath it. And the hat, and the, yeah, the hat like falls down onto your head. Ah, oh, shit. Grendel, my boy. Oh no. The dark mantle floats quickly like jolts over Grendel and with its eight arms it like grabs him up and starts like feeding it into him or as the creature starts feeding Grendel into it into the bottom of it as it starts slowly floating upwards it's about ten feet above the ground now what'd you do? Just I replaced, oh, you just replaced it. Okay. I thought you changed something. Uh, <laughs> I thought you changed something. I knew you were going to fucking think I did that. <laughs> Sludge, your turn. Mm-hmm. So the Dark Mantle's eating Grendel and it's just starting to float away. Yeah, it's just That's floating cool. up now. Okay, Um, how high is it? It's 10 feet in the air right now. 
like oh, that space. sucks. Okay, so like I couldn't grab it or anything. Uh, you could if you jumped. Yeah, I want to try and grab its tentacles and just like weigh it down. Mm -hmm. Just like hang. If I could, I would like to start climbing it too. But I'm not sure if that would <sighs> Would this work. be grapple or an acrobatics? 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 You're not trying to restrain it. If you're just trying to grab onto it, yeah, this would be acrobatics. Yeah. This would be acrobatics. Okay. 21. Fuck. Um, I think this gets to make a, like, a saving throw. That doesn't matter. It's 12. <laughs> um, it's the same <laughs> number backwards. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Sludge, you were pretty close to this thing already, um, but you were able to look, um, so with, like, the difficult terrain that Fenrir has created with the vines, you're able to, like, walk your way through it. Um, because they're not standing in one place, they're not able to grab hold of you. When you're under the dark mantle, you're able to, like, jump up and grab onto one of, like, the low-hanging, one of its lower-hanging tentacles. You have about, like, half your movement speed now, so you can, like, start, like, climbing up it. I would like to start climbing up it. Okay. Yeah, you're able to, like, get to the top of it. Miracle's turn. Just uh, watching this go down, Miracle would have gotten out her short bow, which she had in her big old backpack, and I want to knock an arrow, and I want to start tying some rope to the end of it. So, as a rogue, I get a cunning action, which is like a bonus action, and Typically, it's to dash, disengage, or hide. What what I want to do is I want to have enough time to like tie the rope to the arrow and then fire the arrow over the dark mantle. Do I have enough time to do that this turn? Yeah, I've been able. I've been giving you guys the opportunity to tie things with a bonus action. So yeah, cool. So what I'm I'm trying to do is like freaking Gulliver's travels, like throw a rope over it and maybe Teremi or somebody on the other end can take the other end and we can try and drag the dark mantle back down to the ground. Nice. Um, if you want to do that, I think you need to like wait anything. You need to hold your action until Grendel moves. So Teremi can run to the, or like until after Teremi. Unless. Mm. I mean, it's also, it's also like an arrow. So maybe the arrow would lodge in a tree on the other side of the clearing. Yeah, that works. <laughs> And then Teremi will need to get over there to secure it, or else it'll fall out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so do, do I need to roll an attack? or? Uh, yeah, yeah, roll an attack for this, because you're attacking a tree. Uh, 19. 19. 19. Tree. Yeah, that definitely does it. Yeah, you're able to, like, arch this arrow, so, like, with this right amount of um, leverage on the bowstring, you're able to fire it, causing this arc with the arrow and the rope to, like, go right right over this creature, and then come in a downward angle, hitting into the tree behind it. And I guess Sludge, you can also, like, try to grab this, too. Grendel's turn. Oh, fuck Grendel. <laughs> Grendel's just an unlucky man. <laughs> an unlucky man. Sad boy. Oh, nat 20. Wow, never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grendel just throws a fit in there, in the, in the tentacles. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> You see Grendel in the middle of these eight tentacles, and he just starts, like, <laughs> trying to, like, elbow them and kick and punch um, his way. And he's like, oh, yeah, he totally is able to just, like, burst his way with his brawny hill dwarf strength out of these tentacles. 
Acrobatics. Uh oh, he falls. <laughs> it's only ten feet though, so it's fine. <laughs> he takes one damage. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he falls like unevenly, and he kind of like lands on his ankle and keels over a little bit, and he like instantly like reaches out for the angle he landed on, and you can see like. He disappears. <laughs> <laughs> Teremy's turn. Um, okay, I'm going to... Like, I see what Marigold is trying to do. Wait, am I still in- entangled? Uh, yes, you are. All right. So you have to make a... What is it? Uh, strength check, yes. Right. Uh, oh, wait, no, it's a 13. 13? Yeah, that hits. Uh, but yeah, you're able to, like, break free of that. It doesn't say if that was an action or not, though. Just make a strength check. I assume it's an action to break free from things. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, but you still have a movement and a bonus action. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, you could like run to yeah the thing. I think I'm gonna do that. Cool. Yeah, you break out of the entangling vines around your legs and like waist, and you're like just kind of like start running yeah. through that. <laughs> um, and you like break free and just shoot out and <laughs> grab the arrow with the rope. Nice. Um, Fenril's turn. Ah, oh, Fenril, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, he heal your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Not too bad. <laughs> oh wait, they have been damaged. I forgot <laughs> throughout the fight. <laughs> um, yeah, this thing is also looking pretty bad right now. Mm-hmm. Not super bad, but like it's cut up. It's not. It's not great. It's not pristine. He makes like a smoothing motion with his hands, and the vines retreat back down. Okay, cool. Um, Fenril dismisses it with his bonus action, I think, and he runs over and is able to like reach up and grab the dark mantle. It's a three um, versus a sex. So <laughs> like cool. he like tries like reaches up and tries to grab at a tentacle, but they all just like. <laughs> pull up and slip out of his hands. <laughs> Last time we left off, we were fighting. Marigold had just shot an arrow over the dark mantle. Teremy grabbed it. Fenril got rid of his big thing, his uh entanglement roots, and Grendel popped out of the <laughs> dark mantle. Very angry <laughs> creature that you don't know the name it, of yet. It gave birth. He <laughs> beat it all. Yeah. <laughs> no, it beat him off. Wait, no. did he beat? No, okay. it beat he had to him return off. the beat him off. Yeah. Um, and Cassius threw her shield at a tree for some reason. <laughs> Nobody for knows why. <laughs> so that means it's Cassius's turn again. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So she just threw her shield at Sludge. Why'd she do something like that? Why would she do something like that? Yeah, that was kind of mean. She doesn't have any ranged weapons on her. I don't want Cassius jumping at the dark mantle with Fenriel. <laughs> She's gonna continue going after you, Sludge. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> What's the look in her it? eyes? Is it like murder? Is it just like... It's, it's pretty close to murder, yeah. <laughs> Couple points us. off. Mm. Um, yeah, she's gonna like yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no. Sludge is on the dark mantle, right? Um, 
<laughs> so yeah. that means that her targets are all in one place. Um, that's great. Oh my <laughs> fucking god. So... <laughs> Shit, dude. Um, in that case, she doesn't really have... Yeah, she doesn't have any ranged weapons, so I think... Yeah, so Cassius... Um, uh, jogs over to where her shield was lodged into the tree, and she's gonna try to retrieve that. I feel like that's probably an action. It's deep in there. Yeah, I'll, make, I'll take that as an action for you guys. Oh yeah, she rips that out. <laughs> Literally no sweat whatsoever, God. as if it was lodged in butter. <laughs> Cassie jogs over to the tree, and with like a metalled fist, she grabs the shield and pulls it out, ripping off like more wood from the tree. There's just this huge dent in it right now. He's dead. <laughs> Dark mantle turn. Uh, Sludge, make a strength check to hold on to this dark mantle as it tries to flip you off. <laughs> Gives you the oh, bird. that's in that one, baby. No, it won't be in that one. I want to use my fucking... Oh, it's here. I know it is. Um... Tides of Chaos? Yeah, I want to use Tides of Chaos so I can get advantage on this. Please. It's a nine. It's a nine? Uh, let's see Better than a one. Better than a one. Yeah. You're a die. Oh, that's a, that's a 13. <laughs> this many-armed monster, it takes its arms and wraps them up and grabs you, pulls you off of it, and it starts doing what it was originally going to do to Grendel <laughs> and starts trying no. to stuff you into its face. Um, It's not biting you yet, but... You can feel that beak. What's that beak do, though? Oh, that beak do, though. Stop. A lot of damage. <sighs> Looking at Leah. You guys. Stop. Sludge, your turn. Sucks. So it's just, like, fully got me. How has it got me? Where's it got me? All over. You were wrapped up in its tentacles and pressed into the bottom of it, where its beak is. Are my arms free? Uh, Your arms are free, yeah. It's, like, got you by the waist, essentially. Okay. Now, what I want to do is, so it's got a beak, I want to take my crowbar and just kind of, like, shove it into the beak so it can't, like, eat me. Or, like, just, yeah, just, like, um, kind of, like, sideways, because I'm, I'm imagining this is, like, how big is this beak? Is it going to take a chomp out of me, or is it just, like, fucking vore me? <laughs> it's, okay, so the beak is, like, if you take your hands... And put them together <laughs> at the bottom, like you're making a big mouth. You know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? It's like that big. Yeah. So I think okay. that's, that's bigger than it. If you put it like diagonally, you could probably get it to fit. The crowbar. Mm-hmm. Can I just like push the crowbar into its mouth so I can like try and push myself away? Yeah. It'd be a strength saving throw then. Yeah. 17. 16. Nice. Legit. Yeah, you're able to, like, use your crowbar to push yourself away from this thing, and it will have disadvantage on its next, next attack against you. Thank goodness. Marigold's turn. Okay, so, Teremi has secured the rope. I, I think I've only been able to grab it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to work on tying my end of the rope around the other tree, because I know Teremi's stronger than me. So I'm thinking it's better if he pulls it down while it's secured to the tree on my end. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, Teremi, 
When I say when, you give that thing a big pull, and then I'm gonna look and see Sludge is getting fucking devoured by the dark mantle and be like, okay, that might take a second. Um, <laughs> it will take a bonus action for me to tie up the uh, rope to the tree. Uh, yeah. Right now it's loose. I'm securing the one end, and then once we get Sludge to safety, I'm gonna ask Terami to yoink it down, kind of pulling it closer to Earth. Or, 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 or you know what? Terami should run towards me. And wrap it around. And then it's like, it'll make a loop around it. That yeah. sounds cool. In either case, I need to secure it on my end. Yeah, and you can do that with a bonus action. Yeah, so she's like calling Terra's like, oh, okay, why don't you uh, run towards me and we'll try and bring it down and Sludge, how you, how you, how you doing up there? I'll be fine. <laughs> okay, she says she'll be fine. So why don't you just come over here, right? Right, uh, when when works for you. <laughs> I got it. I'm like sweating and like smiling nervously. Like this is fine. We're gonna be fine. What's Cassius doing? Uh, Cassius just ripped the shield out of the <sighs> out of the tree, and she has her eyes set on that dark mantle. I don't know what I can do. I'm not sure what I can do because I don't really want to fight her directly. It seems a bit, seems a bit rough. Yeah. Okay. So Marigold, she she ties the rope around the tree and sees Cassius and looks between Cassius and Sludge and the Dark Mantle. I'm like, okay, this person could fuck us up and take the Dark Mantle from us, and I don't want that. So I want to stealth in the bushes up close to her. I'm going to try and cause a distraction. Okay. Yeah. That's a 15 to stealth. Alright. Yeah, you're able to, like, stealth your way through the bushes after wrapping, uh, or tying up the, the rope to the tree. And as you're moving along, Cassius's eyes remain on the dark mantle. Okay. I'm going to get up close to her. Oh, oh! I'm gonna do something terrible. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do something terrible. Uh oh, Dakota. Yeah. Is she only wearing plate metal? Yes. Yes. Mm, that's too bad. I'm gonna set the bush on fire, like the like the like the tin, like the bush nearest to her or the undergrowth. Okay. Yeah. There's like some bushes pressed up against like the tree that she ripped. It. Keeping an eye on her, like looking up and down as I strike the <laughs> match. <laughs> Light some tinder on fire. <laughs> and scurry as far back as I can. God. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Um, it's terrible. Yeah, you, like, strike a match, and she kind of, like, perks up for a second at that strike, and you, like, toss it into the bushes, and slowly, then quickly, the tinder just alights. <laughs> There's, like, a lot of wood pulp from when Cassius <laughs> threw the shield at the tree and then dislodged it with a great amount of force. So this goes up pretty quickly. <laughs> I'm so sorry. She turns around and she isn't looking at you, but she looks into the fire and it's just a ghastly sight to see these like enraged eyes uh -huh. lit by these by the flames and these bushes. <laughs> she looks like the devil. <laughs> God. Oh, she's distracted. 
Uh, Grendel's turn. Grendel's ankle is jacked up right now. Yeah, I think everyone just gets, like, startled by this sudden combustion out of nowhere. I think Grendel's like, oh, oh god, is this the- is it, did the monster do that? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> One second, I need to look up a spell very quickly. Hopefully it's shape water. <laughs> Grendel on the ground, he, like, crawls his way on his hands to Fenrir, and he grabs Fenrir by the ankle, and he starts singing a folk song. It's a folk song oh, no. about a brave uh, hero dwarf from the olden times, an old folk tale that all of the hill dwarves know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just a nice little ballad. And as he's singing, a light golden glow emits from Fenril. And you can see him, like, not grow in size, but his chest lifts up, and you can see him become more resolute with his uh, posture. 15, okay, yeah. Um, the counter is now at three. <laughs> oh dear. After he's done singing a, a quick verse, uh, Grendel looks at Fenrir and says, Get him, buddy! <laughs> Tear me. Um, yeah, I'm gonna start running over to loop the rope around the dark mantle. Alright, yeah, I think you can just do that. Cool. You're able to, like, run around and lift, like, the rope in the air, tying it around him. And you're able to, like, get closer to the tree, looping it. Mm -hmm. And you still have an action. Cool. In that case, I want to sling a fucking rock at it so it might uh, spit sludge out. Alright. Uh, strength. Yeah. Just, like, throwing a mushroom. <laughs> Not one. <laughs> no. No! <laughs> um, it's fine. It's not. <laughs> Sucks. Um, <laughs> oh no. With the rope still in your hand, you like bend down behind you, pick up a rock, and just try to like launch it at the dark mantle, but it's off by a small margin and it smacks Fenrir. No! <laughs> Roll 1d4. No! <laughs> I'm so sorry! It smacks him in the head, and instantly blood just starts, like, coming out. I'm sorry, no. I'm sorry! No! Uh, as it does so, you can see a gash in his head. That blood starts pouring out, but then you see it glow a little bit with gold, and the blood retreats a little bit back up. Oh my god. Oh my he god. looks dazed <laughs> as he looks at you like, what just happened? <laughs> I'm just, I think Terabee's just mouthing, like, sorry, 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 sorry! <laughs> Fenril's turn. I think Fenril sees what you're doing. Thank God. Nat 20! <laughs> Fenril, with anger <laughs> in his eyes, or just, not anger, but, yeah. He, kind of like a hurt animal. This, yeah, hurt animal. Uh, Fenril, like, reaches up with his big orc hands and grabs the... A dark mantle by the tentacles, by like a thick tentacle, and just throws it. <laughs> and he throws it across the battle area. 
towards the tree. Yeah, that doesn't do it. Um, while doing so, Sludge, you are released from its grasp and fall to the ground. Make an acrobatics okay. check. Uh, that's gonna be seventeen. Yeah, you're you cat like. You just land on the on the ground on all fours. Can I go into a slob squat instead? <laughs> yes, I like that. <laughs> you drop from the dark mantle to the ground in a slob squat. <laughs> oh, Cassius, what are you doing? Oh, no. Oh, no. What is she doing? Yeah, Cassius, flame in her eyes. Kind of literally. <laughs> Lit, yeah. She rushes the dark mantle, sword and shield in hand. Stupid Cassius. <laughs> yeah, Cassius sees Fangirl fling this dark mantle back, and Cassius charges it and tries to slash at it hard, but but like a <laughs> like a like a batsman in a baseball game or whatever. <laughs> no, this is fantasy world, I can't say that. <laughs> um she tries to hit it, but she's too quick on the draw as she slashes that open air right before it comes careening by her. The dark mantle like crashes into the tree. <laughs> dark mantle's turn. <laughs> this poor animal. <laughs> it's a monster, not an animal. What's your AC? Terami? Uh, the, I think it's 14. Yes. Not a 12. <laughs> yeah, it's 14. Yeah, it like kind of dazed with all its arms, just does like a quick sweeping in motion, but you back away, not even back away, just kind of like lean a little lean, bit. Lean backwards a little bit as it swipes past you a hair's breath away. Sludge's turn. Where's Cassius? Cassius is near the tree. Cassius is like uh, 10 feet out from the tree. Okay, how far away from the tree am I? You're like 20 feet away. Cool. So Cassius is 10 feet from you. That's good. I want to try and like... I want to go wide. I want to get away from Cassius. Because mm -hmm. she's mad. I'm going to try and like run up to the dark mantle. If I can, just like get a rope on it. Like take Terami's rope from his hands and tie it? Well, I have a rope of my own okay. as well. Yeah. So you're like, you're running towards it. And you're getting your rope out as you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah. It's like crashed against the tree, so you can do this. Um, I think this is going to be another strength roll, because you're <laughs> trying to bind it to the tree. I was just trying to get a rope around it. Oh, okay. Um, are you just like, so you're just like looping it with a rope? Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. actually just like a lasso around the thing itself. In that case, uh, make a dexterity check. I got a 16. Got a 16. Uh, what's your dexterity? Plus two. Uh, okay, on uh, attacker wins? Or defender wins? Attacker, I think. Attacker? Okay, yeah, you're able to get your rope around it. Fantastic. I'm like, cool. I was wanting to tie it like that. It still works, yeah. Like, make a knot and stuff. Mm -hmm. You have a bonus action. I want to take the rope, and um, I want to take the other end of the rope and loop it around the straps on my terrarium that are in front of me. Because, like, I have a strap on my chest and around my 
uh, waist, and I want to loop. I want to tie myself essentially to this dark mantle. Okay, you're like a a monster pulled sludge, like a horse drawn. We chariot. are connected. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know what you're doing, but you can do that. I it's have... our monster now. <laughs> Their monster. I'm connected <laughs> to lay claim to it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking did. Marigold, you are by the burning bush, and you hear God's God? voice. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Hello? Oh my Literally. God. It's gone. Uh, this is chaos. <laughs> this is absolutely chaos. Unmitigated chaos. <laughs> so, where's the dark mantle? Uh, the dark mantle is at the tree that you tied a rope around. Terami and Sludge and Cassius are there. The dark mantle is tied to Sludge. <laughs> I think when God. Sludge does this, I see what she's doing. I'm like, good thinking! <laughs> Thumbs what's up. The, what's the rope situation like? What's the rope? Is it loose or is it... Is Sludge holding it? Yeah. Sludge, Sludge has her own rope. Yeah, I have my own rope. You have your own rope that you've tied the dark mantle to yourself with? Yes. Yeah, so um the the two straps that are on her right there, I tied a rope pretty much around it, so um like on her front. So I looped a rope into that and then tied it and the other end of the rope, this fifty foot rope, is tied to the dark mantle. Excellent. And then there's also the loose rope that I latched to the tree. Yeah, which yes. I'm still holding. Yeah. But it is loose. Yeah. So I want to dash for the loose rope that Terami is holding. I don't want to get it. Wait, um, Terami. How loose and is I it? Because I did, I did loop it. Circles around Sludge, the Dark Mantle, and the tree, binding <laughs> Sludge, Dark Mantle, uh, Sludge, and the Dark Mantle to the tree. But do you have to find me? Well, you're tied to it. <laughs> So but there's fifty foot of lax between us. When you said you looped it, I thought you meant like like so like here's the, like there's like a dark mantle and there's just like a kind of not like here's how I pictured it. So like dark mantle's here, it's like tied to the mm -hmm. the rope is tied to the tree here. I'm over here. I think I I thought I like kind of ran around it. Oh, is that what you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Uh, okay. Yeah. Then I guess it, I guess the rope that Termi has is looped around the dark mantle. So it is looped around, but it's not. Yeah. Flush I, I with basically the tree yet. did what, yeah. Yeah, it is not flush with the tree. And Sludge is bound to this dark mantle. <laughs> so it has two sets of looped ropes around it. This is chaos to map out. <laughs> <laughs> this is so hard to parse. Okay, I need I need a clean read of what the scene looks like. I am drawing it as we speak. <laughs> but we, we, we need to describe it for the auditory media. <laughs> <laughs> God, this sucks. Um, so, Terami ran around the dark mantle and looped a rope around it, and pulling it towards the tree. Um... <laughs> So Terry, okay. So Terry ran around the dark mantle, looping the rope that's tied to the tree around it. Uh, no, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what it. That's not it. No. Um, well, the part with sludge is what that that top rope that's connected to sludge is what I did. Yes. 
Um, the only thing is that, yeah, the, the Dark Mantle is not trapped to the tree. So let me explain it auditorily um, with words. Um, so Sludge is, Sludge is more, more so the suited. Yes, yes. Uh, well, That's what I was confused about. Sort of, because okay. yeah. uh, Teremi did run around the Dark Mantle, looping the rope around it. Fenril threw the Dark Mantle at the tree. <laughs> um, so the loot, so uh, at the Dark Mantle. So it's looped by Teremi's rope. And then Sludge ran in and also put a loop of rope around it and tied Sludge's set of rope to herself. So it's just like on the ground with ropes on it. It's floating in the air. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. So we've got all the ropes on it. That's step one. Now we need to tighten the ropes so it is trapped. That's all we need to do. Yes. Jeremy has the rope. Sludge has some rope. What are the positions of the opposing party members? Uh, Cassius is 10 feet away from the Dark Mantle. Fenril and Grendel are 20 feet away in the original place where um, they were fighting the Dark Mantle. I think Cassius is the biggest threat. Yeah. Was that ever a question? <laughs> oh. Oh, I have to do something even worse, I think. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm trying to think of the of a good way to do it. Because my first thought is I'm gonna fire a bolt of arrow through the fire so it catches on fire at Cassius's feet <sighs> to get her attention. But I but I realized that she wasn't actually that distracted by the fire. So I'm worried nothing short of actually hurting her is gonna get her attention. I'm aiming for her feet. I don't want to hurt her. I really want to get her attention, though. Could try and shoot it into her shield. <gasps> I can try shooting it into her shield. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I don't want to set her shield like on fire, but I want to shoot like a flaming arrow at her shield. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, dude! That's a twenty-three to hit. That'll hit. It will, it will hit, and that's... Oh, Dakota. That's 16 points of damage to her shield. If you're not aiming for her to... Like, that was a very good roll. That was a 23. Um, and you're not aiming to hurt her, I think you're totally able to just, like, try to hit the side of her shield that's not connected to her arm to get her attention. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Okay, yeah. I think you can totally do that. Yeah, Mar Marigold's like... She's still in the bush, just surveying this scene happening, and then she's like... It clicks that this is what she's going to have to do. And you know what? It, it's, it may not even be what she needs to do. It's what she has decided that she needs to do. <laughs> Once she sets her mind on something, she's going to get it done. And she knocks an arrow and aims for Cassius's shield and fires it through the flaming bush. Yeah, it uh, hits to the side of the shield, not the part that's not uh, strapped to her arm. And the shield... <laughs> starts to catch on fire as this flaming arrow hits directly into it. From Cassius's side, you can see the arrow poking through her shield as her eyes, like, shoot down and then look to you directly, Marigold. Yeah, uh, she growls. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys doing? Grendel. <laughs> Grendel stands up <laughs> from his prone position. And I don't think there's anything really he can do. 
Oh, he does do something. Grendel gets up to his feet and, with a small limp in his step, runs over to Cassius and starts trying to put the fire out on her shield. Oh, he's not very good at oh, it, though. No. He's, like, trying to pat it, but, like, the shield just catches more on fire as he waves no. more air onto it, essentially. Oh, no. He's like, yeah, he's not even patting it down. He's, like, trying to, like, wave his hands <laughs> at it as just pushing more just air fanning on. the flames. Because he is just like, Grendel, you don't! That's not what you're supposed to do! <laughs> <laughs> Terry's turn. Alright, um I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking tighten these ropes. Cool. <laughs> Strength check. Alright. Alright. Fourteen. Fourteen? Let's roll two. Twenty. Um yeah. As it's uh <laughs> 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 I think we're the bad guys. Are we the baddies? Are we the bad guys? Uh, Terami, you try to, like, pull this thing towards the tree, and it just starts bucking away from you, and you're not able to make any egress with this. Damn. Fenrir. Uh... God, Fenril, what are you doing, my bud? <laughs> Fenril also goes over to Cassius. <laughs> oh, I know what he does. Shit. Fuck, this is bad! Two idiots! <laughs> Fenril, panicked, rushes over to Cassius, seeing the flaming shield, and... He grabs it with his orc arms and tries to rip it off his <laughs> off her arm. No! <laughs> but he's just, like, pulling Cassius up a little bit. Cassius is just getting angrier and angrier. Fenrir, get off of me! Give you fucking bastard! Get him! Get the fucking monster! Not me! Oh, no. God. God. I felt bad for Grendel and Fenrir at the beginning, but they're just. <laughs> I get it now. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. This is so good. Um. Oh my god. Everything I want it to be. Ugh. God. <laughs> So it's Cassius's turn. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> you have to fucking grapple away from these guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about this. <laughs> How many inches off the ground is she? She she's like she's like an inch off the ground. <laughs> she's gonna try to dex her way out of this shield. <laughs> Which shouldn't be too hard because Grendel rolled like a six. That is nine. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cassius, like, undoes a notch on her shield, and she just kind of, like, slips out and, like, drops to the ground. Sludge, make a strength saving throw. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, no. No! A one again? <laughs> Every single time! 
to one every time. How did I roll so many run runs? I got a five. This is this is the bad luck party. This is the bad luck party. They're just This is why they're like this. They're so just disrespected by the universe. They can't get a single win in. So good. Alright, so what do I get with my successful strength saving throw? Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. No wonder, no wonder. No wonder, no wonder, no wonder. (sighs) This is a great session. This is a horrible (laughs) session. This is really great. Every time we need a fucking nat one (laughs) to come through for us. I'm not oh lying. <sighs> okay. Um. What does Cassius do? Cassius is, is very frazzled right now. Understandably. <laughs> what? She dislocated her arm trying to get out of the shield. <laughs> no, she got out of the shield just fine. It's the grappling that's the problem. <laughs> um. Cassius runs, sprints towards Sludge. Oh God! Yeah, this is what's gonna happen. Cassius is sprinting towards Sludge, and Marigold, from your position, it looks like Cassius is trying to bull rush Sludge into the Dark Mantle to pin it against the tree. Sludge, you catch wind of this because, of course, you're going to see the commotion that's happening behind you, so you have ample time to see Cassius trying to tar- charge you. And again, you slob squat. <laughs> and she trips over you, and she just falls down onto the ground between you and the dark mantle, and she has been knocked prone. Can I quickly give her a kiss? Blow her a kiss. <laughs> yeah, I'll just blow her a kiss. <laughs> I'll do it audibly, too. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Crisp. Crisp. <laughs> Crisp audio. <sighs> dark Mantle's turn. The Dark Mantle has been watching this. <laughs> <laughs> Teremy and Sludge roll strength check. Ooh, 11. three. Three? Uh, yeah. Two. Two. <laughs> Sucks. This thing just starts bucking even harder and pulls the rope. <sighs> Out of your hand, Teremy. Sludge, you fall forward right on the Cassius. Mm. <laughs> now I give her a kiss. <laughs> yeah, it's like that scene in Naruto. I don't know what scene in Naruto you're talking about, you weeb. <laughs> this fight is not going well. How the fuck did we do this last time? It was so last time clean we just and set quick. a trap and it fell into the trap. <laughs> No, you just... Last time we only had the Dark Man to deal with. You didn't even set a trap. You just crawled into a tree and jumped on it. <laughs> Worked that That's time. That's kind of a trap, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sludge, your turn. I don't know what I'd do. I guess, like, <laughs> after giving Cassius a kiss, I would just... you. I would get up, but I would use... I would put my hand on her head and then use that to like get myself up, pushing oh her head God. into the dirt. Because I assume she's on her like on her face, right? Yeah. 
So I use, so I put my hand on her head and just like use that to get myself up. I'm right next to the tree, right? Yeah. I want to start running around the tree. Thank you. <laughs> Thank running. you. This is what uh, I've been waiting for. <laughs> I'm gonna step on Cassius every time I run around her. <laughs> goofy, like goofy music playing. Just sludge runs circles around. <laughs> there we go. The head of Literally just God. It doesn't end. I'm also playing Yakety Sack in the background, just so you know. <laughs> I am both playing. <laughs> 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 oh my god. So, Sludge, I think you're just. I think you can just use your. You can just use your movement to tie this thing around it. Um, mm -hmm. to like run around the tree real quick and tie this thing up. You still have an action if you want to like pull it flush with the tree and then tie it. Okay. Dakota, I, I am next in the order. Can I use my action to help Sludge pull the Dark Mantle flush so we have our combined strength? Yes. Okay, yeah, so just... You have a minus one strength. I have minus one strength. <laughs> I have minus two strength. Okay, my. I mean, you're the one who's making the primary roll. Make it with advantage. <sighs> Four. With you advantage. Roll it twice? Yes, I got a one and a six. Well, here, let's hope for another one. <laughs> I shit you not. I shit you, you not. I shit serious? you not. I'm not touching it. Brin's He's not. I'm not touching it. Is it a crit? I'm, it's a one. <laughs> oh my god! I'm not touching it. Brin, Brin knows I'm not touching it. <laughs> it's meant to be. We have to end it. This is the end of the encounter. This is the end of the encounter. No, yeah. It's, oh it's my a god. crit fail. It's a crit fail. Marigold's gonna run up behind Sludge as you're, like, struggling to pull it with your crystal fingers, and she's gonna take <laughs> the other end of the rope and just help you. And, like, we're so small and so weak, but the dark mantle is fucking <laughs> so tired of this It's point. so tired, it's my dude. Like, fuck this. <laughs> it gave up voluntarily. Just kill me. He <laughs> doesn't want to deal with our drama. God, I love this. We, I told you we didn't need to fudge it. D and D has been the perfect option for this oh session. My God, I'm so sorry to cut <laughs> No, this is great. This is exactly what I needed. Um, I needed to fail four rolls in a row. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you guys, all of you are so tired. It's been such a long day for every single entity and actor involved. <laughs> Nobody's as tired as the Dark Mantle. The Dark Mantle has been fucking tired. You're able to pull this thing flush against the tree, squeezing it tightly as it just kind of gives up. And you tie the rope together so it's not able to come undone. And this monster just weakly bats its tentacles around and flails its head a little bit. But it's not trying at all anymore, really. Where's the Dark Mantle? 
what? it's tied to the tree. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, I was imagining uh, you. This is why we were having an issue. I wasn't. God, never mind. Continue. I'm just gonna draw something. You said you. You said you ran around the tree, and then tied it to the tree, and then pulled it flush against the tree. I am drawing my thing. Oh my I need to see what I need to see what you think happened. <laughs> this is like in the branches. I was thinking the dark mantle was floating up in the air, and that it would just be like tied to the tree, but like a like balloon. a balloon. No, yeah. we we do, we dragged it down close enough to get to the. No, yeah, it's yeah. This an entire time it's been floating like a foot off the ground, essentially. Okay. Yeah, this thing is uh, tight, and it just kind of gives up in its exhaustion and goes kind of limp with life still in it. Cassius picks her head out of the ground where there's just an imprint of her face <laughs> from <laughs> sludge stepping on her. Repeatedly. <laughs> she stands up, and she gets very close to you, sludge. Mm -hmm. And she pulls you close by the neck of your shirt. And she says, All right. <laughs> I've had enough of you. <laughs> We're gonna finish this. All right. And then she's cut off by a voice in the distance. You hear, Oh, I, over here. I think I hear them over here. <laughs> the candidates. I think they're over here. Uh, yes. <laughs> Ordain, Fulbrook, quick. <laughs> Oh, the shit is still on fire, by the way. They might want to put that out. You hear this voice and running out of the bushes with a big smile on his face. You see this half-elf man in full tweed and this, this massive complex bow made out of pulleys and levers. He comes running towards you and behind him out of the woods comes Arcane Academic Ardane and... The other figure you saw in the balcony, the small, fragile-looking woman, older woman in a black suit and oval glasses walking towards you. The, the half-elf man comes running up to you. Oh, I see that you have uh, captured the dark mantle. It's very good. Uh, uh, which one of you have done this? <laughs> we did. <laughs> Mar Marigold and Sledge are still holding the rope. Like, panting. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. He looks down. Oh, see that? Uh, Team Hare, is it? Team Hare has uh, captured the Dark Mantle? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> a little slow on the draw, Team Weasel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, so you have a, a, a fire going on. Um, and you turn around, and you see Fenriel and Grendel trying to smash oh. this fire out. Um, Ardane comes up next to... to uh, this half-elf band, and they say, oh, well, I'll take care of that. And they snap, snap their fingers, and the flame whooshes up into the air, into a single ball of fire, and quickly goes out. Nice. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a pretty cool trick. Thank you. It's something I've learned at the college. <laughs> the third figure follows shortly behind. They size up the situation, looking at the dark mantle. And then at you, Sludge, and Marigold, and Taramie, and a small smile cracks across her face. She says, Well, welcome to the expedition party, Team Hare. 
We did it! <laughs> oh! I'm just glad that, that I'm, I'm still, I started it all. <laughs> just like you're glad <laughs> yeah i'm glad i'm glad i mean like Continuity. we had to start something <laughs> i'm just glad that i was that i would that sludge still like sl did sludge something. is still evil yeah <laughs> slams right into cassius <laughs> on site like oh shit they're after our guy let's get them oh my god that's the target god it worked <laughs> it worked <laughs> Thank you, Dakota. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you for like making them more, making everybody more interactive. Like I don't even remember uh, the first in the first session. I don't recall ever like seeing Leah's third member. Oh, you didn't. Or... Yeah. Was <laughs> <laughs> Archer? Yeah. Who still doesn't have a name? Isn't it Cyrus? No, that was the honor guard no. that took them back. He does have a name, I just forgot to say his name oh. by somebody. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. He's just a guy that got Sludge and I missed the introductions. Now. What? Sludge and I missed the introductions. Yeah. <laughs> Only Marigold knows his name. God. Only Marigold cares. <laughs> <laughs> and now Marigold will never know. <laughs> After the three of you, Marigold, Terami, and Sludge captured the dark be the dark beast <laughs> the what you've learned to, uh was the what you've learned to call the dark mantle um you were accepted into the expedition party by the woman in the black suit the three of them the board the the board was shortly followed by a group of laborers who uh who uh secured the dark mantle and carted it away. Humphrey guided Cassius, Grendel, Grendel, and Fenriel out of the forest. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> In a, 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 a <laughs> to a, a place unknown. <laughs> I'm taking uh, her back and shot. Joke. Oh my god. Oh my god. Jeez. Humphrey. Um, to, uh, um, guided them out uh, saying something about a consolation prize. Ooh, <laughs> um, priests were also uh, uh, brought. Priests of St. Cuth uh, Cuthbert, the god of the Republic, uh, came and carted Leah away to be healed in the um, infirmary of the castle. There was also a familiar face there. Uh, the honor uh, the honor guard, uh, uh, Lucia. Uh, the woman in the black suit uh, told Lucia to bring you... Oh, wait, no, actually, first. Um, Ardain noticed Sludge's hands. <laughs> <laughs> That had be, had which had turned completely into pink crystal at that point. <laughs> Ardain looked at them with some concern, and uh, also sent uh, Sludge away with the priests to have that resolved. <laughs> um, uh, Clink at him, like like <laughs> walking away. 
uh, Arden uh, assured, reassured everyone that that the matter could easily be solved by an anti-transmogification spell or potion that they likely had lying around at some point. Whip it up. What? Whip it up fresh for or, our friend Sludge. Or whip it up fresh, yes. They have many resources on hand at the Fallbrook Castle. The Honor Guard, Lucia, uh, guided um, at the behest of the woman in black uh, um, to uh, some bedrooms to sleep the night off after such a raucous, eventful day. Uh, you were brought to a adequate, uh, a pretty nice um, rooms with uh, dark oak uh, interiors with nice uh, uh, dark oak in interiors with slightly modern uh, uh, tastes to them. <laughs> um, the next morning, uh, actually, did you guys do anything thing afterwards? You were likely very exhausted and had little energy to do much, but... I asked if I could keep the hair. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> um, yes, when you asked... Uh, 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 <laughs> did you ask uh, Lucia, or did you ask, like, down in the... I asked the board. At the board, yeah. Um, yeah, they... Uh, um, the woman in black kind of like looked at you with a puzzled look and said that it was no skin off her back. <laughs> um, but they quickly rushed off saying that they fortunately had some proper securing of the monster they had to do. Um, Lucia brought you to your your bedrooms. Yes. And said that I, you... I, I, I think also, sorry, Marigold would have apologized for setting their woods on fire mm -hmm. um, after, after the board declared <laughs> that they were the exhibition. Um, Marigold was like, kind of sheepishly like, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, uh, I'm sorry I burnt your wood specimens here. I hope that um, they are recoverable. Yeah, so the board has just arrived outside right after this, this encounter. <laughs> Cassius is there steaming red in the face, and Fenril and Grendel are standing by the smoldering bushes that Ardain had just whipped away the fire from. There's a commotion of laborers behind them as they make their way through the woods uh, to the Dark Mantle. The woman in black indicates the, the dark mantle to them, and she says, You can secure this properly this time, and uh, take it back to the labs. We can work on this later. Be sure to lock it up this time. And they all, like, with heads down low, oh. start um, with thick chains and a heavy, heavy burlap sack. They start tying it up and then bagging it to drag it out of the forest away. <laughs> Shortly after that, priests arrive. Priests of St. Cuthbert. You can see on their shoulders there are symbols of a starburst inside of a circle. They're wearing uh, bright red vestments and the, the circle and starburst are in white. Ardennes says, 
Yes, we actually have a, a few amount of uh, hurt people here, it seems. Uh, oh, oh no, Leah. Yes, definitely. Uh, is Leah okay? She... I think she'll be okay. She's just... Just roughed up a little bit. Yeah. Yes, I... uh, take these... Uh, uh, take Cassius and Grendel and Fenril and, and Leah uh, away. And, oh, gosh. Uh, oh, Sludge, your, your, your hands, they weren't always like that, were they? You know, I'm not sure I can remember. <laughs> well, we'll have that looked at right away. Uh, either yeah, way. you want to see? I'll hold my hand. <laughs> nice. Very interesting. I'm assuming this is a a uh, negative reaction to some innate magic you tried to cast. No, oh, I, I definitely cast it. <laughs> <laughs> there was no try there. <laughs> You're a sorcerer, aren't you? It's it said so in your recommendation. Not yeah. <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> you got sure. me. I'm a sorcerer. <laughs> Marigold was like watching them cart up the monster, and I was like, "Oh god, that thing really messed up that poor elf lady." And then turn hears this conversation is just like watching Sludge and watching mm. her hands. Like, oh my god, this goofball is so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cassius shoulders her way past you, Marigold, and. Sludge. She walks up to the woman in black, but first she addresses Ardane. She says, I don't I I don't need any infirmary help. I'll be fine. Fallbrook, I need to talk to you. <laughs> There's been some mischievous play at work. This woman is standing high above Fallbrook, about like a foot taller than Fallbrook is herself. Albrecht looks up at her with kind of like a look of disamusement. <laughs> Cassius, I saw everything that happened. I don't think there was much mischievous play at work. You weren't harmed by any of them, were you? <laughs> no, I wasn't, wasn't harmed, but they, they, they attacked me. Well, you weren't physically harmed. It wasn't a, against the rules. And it looked like you were trying to harm them too, so... Really, Cassius, I thought a, an ex-militant such as yourself would uh, be used to some uh, a roughhousing, shall we say. <laughs> Fulbrook, we really need to talk about this. We can talk about this later, Cassius. Just go with the priests. <laughs> Sorry, can, can Marigold apologize, or just attempt to apologize to Cassius? I yeah. just want this moment of, like, as, as Cassius turns, Marigold is, like, standing right behind her, and she's, like, looking away sheepishly at the bird bush, and then, like, hey, it was, um, it was really close. <laughs> I, I'm sorry for burning your shield. I, uh, I hope we can work together in the future. And she, like, tries to put out a hand to shake Cassius's hand. <laughs> Cassius looks down at you in your hand, and she's still just grimacing. And it looks like she's about to say something, but decides against it and just walks away. Good. <laughs> <laughs> now anything we do is justified. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> We apologize. <laughs>
Grendel and Fenril sheepishly follow behind her. I wave to them. Towards the infirmary. <laughs> With no malice. <laughs> Just like, bye guys. <laughs> Fallbrook looks to Sludge and says, as Cassius is retreating, says, uh, Sludge, you should probably not be in the same infirmary as her. She can be quite hot at it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a choice. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course you have a choice. You always have a choice. So I, I... can be in the same infirmary. No! <laughs> <laughs> well, now you don't have a choice in this. <laughs> I've decided. <laughs> I've decided you don't have a choice in this. <laughs> Decided you cannot be in the same room as each other. Uh, <laughs> I guess you might be right. But I don't have to like it. Ardane, do you have anything? I know you've been through a lot today. A lot of magic usage. Ardane smiles, kind of. God. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> Oh no, it's Sans! <laughs> oh no, it's Sans! Uh, Ardane looks at your hand, Sludge, and says, I might have something to. I might have something. Uh, Sludge, can you give me your hands? And Ardane holds their palms up towards you. I put my I put my hands into Ardane's hands. Oh. Ardane looks you in the eyes and smiles and says, "This might feel a little weird, but don't worry." And then this blue ball of energy forms around your hands, and slowly the crystals start to fall away and dissolve as they do so, and your hands return back to normal. Marigold is, like, getting closer and closer <laughs> as this is going on. Just like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very interesting. Wow. Oh, gee. Wow. As this is happening, Sludge is just staring down at her hands. <laughs> just like, at, you know, as they reform. And I'm she's so just... fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> she's Sorry. just like, um, Thank you very much, and like walks away. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's it? You're just gonna. <clears throat> Thank you, Ardane. That was an, uh, an astounding display of magic. Now, I have a theory um, that, well, lots of theories. Hi, my name's Marigold. I'm very excited to join the expedition party. We're excited to have you, Marigold, and Ardane's staring down at you, and they seem very entertained by your excitement right now. <laughs> Are you a practitioner of magic yourself? I am an enthusiast. I am a scholar of the arcane. I'm uh, very accomplished in uh, all things theoretical. But I haven't quite gotten the spark of it myself yet. 
she kind of puts her hand down. <laughs> yeah, well, keep trying. I, I know halflings don't have the greatest connection to the ethereal realm, but I, you should keep on trying. You, I've, I've known many, uh, many a good halfling wizard in my days. <laughs> You, you have? You, you, you've heard of Leland, the, the Lelandeferous, and, 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 and Harold, the, the, the harrowing? And, and, and I couldn't really name another halfling wizard, as I said, they're very uncommon, but you really think I could uh, make it work for me? Oh, it's, it's, it's always a worth trying, and yes, if, when I was back in my days as the dean of the, the Arcane Academy... Don't you think you were the dean? <laughs> yes, of course. One doesn't become the arcane academic from nowhere. That's true. You got to work your way up. <laughs> they, Makes sense. <laughs> they they lectured in my my own halls, and they were quite quite interesting. Leland was a, quite a how I say a a, a scandalous fellow. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I heard about that. Yeesh, a bit of a drama, Paco. <laughs> uh, keep my hands out of that. <laughs> clearly just like doesn't know how to talk to anyone especially not someone that she's like impressed by <laughs> um, and she like takes a deep breath like I think we have a lot to talk about and I look forward to pursuing this with you in the future but for now I should um I should get some rest I think that'd be good yes um we have some rooms set up for you. We were originally going to uh, have a little uh, introduction to the expedition party, but uh, as you can see, Fallbrook uh, drops her head a little bit and pushes her glasses <laughs> up on her nose. As you can see, we've had quite some excitement that was unplanned in all of this. So, yes, I think you are all deserving of a good night's sleep. <laughs> I, for one, happy to take you up on that. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry about the bush. <laughs> oh, it, it's fine. We, it's, there's plenty more Burberry bushes where that came from. Is it Burberry? Burberry. I, 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 Burberry. Burberry. <laughs> <In> Burberry. <laughs> is, it not how, is that how, not how you pronounce it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on if you're talking about the clothing line or the bush itself. <laughs> Is that a clothing line? Yeah. <laughs> I could tell you about either one. <laughs> oh, those wood elves in there. Fancy. <laughs> Barberries. It's, that's the one I was thinking of. Yes. <laughs> Berberis. I was getting the Latin name, the uh, uh, scientific name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it happens. I was getting the Republic name. <laughs> The other mixed up, but yes, <laughs> in the common name mixed up. <laughs> common name. <laughs> it's a joke to no one but Earthlings. Earthlings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> space. Everything's in space. This <laughs> interaction. <laughs> a mess. <laughs> We're all tired. Humphrey's there too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sir, I think you have a, a rabbit in your coat. Oh, that's right. I need to open my jacket a little bit. 
There he is. <laughs> yes, I caught him myself right outside of the Fulbrook. <laughs> Squatting outside of a bush waiting for it to come out. <laughs> I caught each one, you know, with my bare hands. Really? Yes. How did you do that? I waited in a bush. <laughs> the only way to catch edibles. Every time I've tried, it's never worked. <laughs> oh, keep at it. <laughs> some, uh, some others try to ca cast magic, and others keep trying to catch edibles. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, like start trying to reach into my coat to like pull the hair out because mm -hmm. I'm assuming I'm supposed to give it to them. <laughs> so I've just. Oh, I guess I could keep this, yes. Oh, we're not supposed to give it to you? No, not... What were we supposed to do with these? You never told me! Uh, I don't know either. I mean, I guess Cassius killed hers. Can I keep it? Beats killing it, I suppose. Thank you. No inconvenience to you. I start buttoning my coat back up. Guess not. <laughs> Anyways, you should all get some sleep right now. Cannon. Honor, honor guard. <laughs> take these. Take them away. <laughs> Lucia, there we go. Fuck me. You can't do the spiders now. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I'm going for. No. As, as, hmm? No. We can't do the spiders now. Why not? I want <laughs> we to need to keep moving. We need to keep moving yeah. right now. You can do it. In, you can do, do it in the tomorrow. back room. Um. Uh, Lucia, uh, can you show them to the rooms? Uh, the honor guard stands to attention and walks over and says, "Yes, yeah, so, of course." Of course, Consul. Um, come with me now, if you would. Come with me now, if you would. That's her voice. <laughs> and she leads you uh, to your rooms. Um, <clears throat> you're you're put up in one of the uh, one of the side wings of the cathedral. You're given a a, a pretty a, a, a nice room. Um, it looks like something used for maybe diplomats that have like come over to uh, stay at the Republic for a while. Um, so like ledgers and journals around uh, a, a, a writing desk and a nice big bed. Is there anything you all want to do in particular, or do you just rest? I get some good rest. <laughs> yeah, I just test out the cushiness of the bed before I. Get in on it. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> Just bouncing. <laughs> I sit down and I bounce on a little bit. No, what are you doing right now? With your physical my, body. Looking for my pencils. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was not doing anything unusual. <laughs> physical body. <laughs> cool. Yeah, um... I want to do one more thing because nothing went the way I thought it was going to go in that last moment. Um, are we all in the same room or are we separate rooms? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
Sludge's gonna just be in her room, Terrarium's on the floor, just lying in bed. She's gonna just stare. Like, laying on her back, and she's gonna look at her hand. It's like, looking at it a bunch, you know? And she's gonna, like... Just a big smile is gonna be on her face, and she's gonna put her hand on her chest and go to sleep. And that's gonna be it. <laughs>